Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the scripts this is your aew dynamite post show for january 5th 2022 i am jd from new york joined by my very good friend as always on wednesdays my partner in crime jesse what is going on man What's up, bro? What's good with you, man? I don't know, man. It's a weird day. William Regal gets fired. Oh, you didn't know gets fired. And uh, Ray Phoenix breaks his arm, bro. What the fuck is going on today? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's It's been a pretty rough day, man. I mean, I really don't care about the releases over at WWE except one Mr. Regal. I think that's complete and total bullshit. I mean... Nothing can justify that to me in my eyes as a fan. I mean, don't give me all this business crap, you know. As a fan, that's total bullshit. And Ray Phoenix, man, oh my God, dude. I'm so sorry, bro. So sorry. I mean, I mean, we're gonna talk about it, but uh I mean clearly, clearly unnecessary. Clearly they called an audible. And everybody was asking in the chat before we even Went live. Oh, what was with all the tag teams coming out? Tony Khan fucking, he gathered everybody in the lobby. Hey, get out there. We got three minutes to kill, please. This fucking guy broke his arm. Did he pull a debut or something with the lights going out? Did he change everything about the ending? I I, I, th- I think there were several audibles called in, in that match. I, I honestly think we were supposed to see the debut of Brody King. That's why Mal- Malachi Black was sitting in the bleachers by himself there. Uh, he's not a part of a tag team. He's only got the house yeah. of black theoretically, but you know, who, who knows what that means and who is in the house of black. So he was shown there at the end of the show. Uh, I don't know, man. It was a weird, it was just a weird day in general. We, uh, we had a lot of ups and yeah. downs. We had the releases, like I said before, uh, with NXT, we had a tremendous AEW world title match that we're going to get into at the top here with Brian Danielson and, uh, and Adam page. And then just, um, a shitstorm of uh, of just un- unbelievable. I mean, I, I wanted to legitimately tear up. I felt so fucking bad for the guy. Ray Phoenix breaking his arm. We don't have an actual diagnosis at all, but uh, I, I mean, don't, it, I don't need one. No, I don't need one. I mean, you got your fucking eyeballs. You could, I don't need one. I get I get people in my DMs, you know, sending me info. 
You know, like Tony Khan says his arm is broken. I did not need Tony Khan to tell me shit. No, I don't. Uh, I don't need to tell. I don't need Tony Khan to tell me or, or anybody in this fucking chat room right now. Anything. I mean, all you gotta do is look at the goddamn replay. Um, yeah. Jake Cargill. We'll get into that as well. Uh, I know this is uh, not going over very well with a certain portion of the community. Uh, Jake Cargill is now the uh, TBS inaugural champion over Ruby Soho. Uh, but Jesse, we we kind of figured that this would be the reaction uh, if Jade won or not. So uh, we will talk about that in what I thought was easily the worst match of the night and just kind of proves our point about what we talked about with the whole Big Swole situation. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, we're going to start at the top, Jesse. I got this piece of uh, news and then we'll get into the Brian Danielson Adam Page match. Uh, Tony Khan is back in the public eye. Uh, this is not anything bad or anything like that with the big swole situation, but he was on Z100. He was interviewed by Barstool this week, and he mentioned uh, a big debut. And this debut apparently is one of his dream signings. And he said that this dream signing is coming in. Very, very soon. Now, we don't know who this dream signing is, but there are several names out there that we could make a guess on. But he was on Z100, and he was interviewed by Josh Martinez. Khan was asked if he had a dream signee, and he was asked if this person is in North America. Khan talked about some of the recent signings, such as Adam Cole, Malachi Black, CM Punk, Thunder Rosa, Brian Danielson. And that happened all last year. But on the dream signing in 2022, he said they are in North America and they're coming pretty soon and it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Khan did not elaborate on who this person could be. Now, Jesse, I did an extra earlier and I mentioned Jeff Hardy and I thought Jeff Hardy was more likely the candidate here, even though I know uh, what you told me via text that uh, Tony Khan can't really negotiate with Jeff Hardy because of his 90 days. Uh, he didn't really mention Jeff Hardy. He he really left it as an open statement. It could really be anybody. Uh, but I'm thinking that he is probably alluding to Jeff Hardy. I think Tony Khan is a big enough wrestling fan that he is super excited to get the Hardy Boys reunited and have the Hardy Boys, one of the more legendary tag teams in the industry in the history of this business, uh, employed by AEW. But th- there's something in this in this quote. He said, and it may be nothing. But he said they are in North America and they're coming. Now, could it be a correlation to Bray Wyatt? You know, uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, usually with the Wyatt family when uh, he was with Harper and Rowan, you know, we're here. We're here. here. They're coming. We're here. Is is that a correlation? Tell me what you're thinking about this, because I either think it's Wyatt or Jeff Hardy at the end of the day. No, it it. Here's what I think he meant. I'll start with this. I think he meant they're coming. He has multiple signings. He has Gargano coming. Yeah. He has Wyatt coming. He has Keith Lee coming. So they are coming. Um, I don't think it's gonna be Jeff Hardy. I I don't think he was specifically talking about Jeff Hardy right here because if that turns out to be the person he was talking about, even when his ninety days are up. Um, it would then be revealed that he was negotiating with Jeff Hardy during his 90 days, because otherwise, how would you know he's coming? And B, even if you got a, you know, a word from Matt saying, don't worry, he's coming, things like that. Why would you mention them in an interview like that when between now and then something could happen? Jeff could change his mind. Jeff could relapse. 
Jeff can do a lot of things. Many, many things can go wrong. If you don't have Jeff in your back pocket right now, in which he legally can't, then I wouldn't mention him, period, at all. Yeah. So I don't think he was referring to Jeff Hardy at all. Not saying he's not coming, but he has other stuff up his sleeve. Well, who do you think it is? If you had to make probably, one guess. Probably all of the above. If he's going to mention them, I think he does have multiple signs in his, in his pocket. Um, um, everybody knows he's going to bring in, um, he's going to bring in Rotunda at some point. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee and Gargano, all three of those guys, all the, all the free agents. I mean, a lot of them I would like to see, but realistically, the top of the top, those three guys will be in AEW for sure. Yeah. And Tony Khan just announced in Cleveland at the uh, end of January, the last Wednesday in January, I believe it's the Wednesday right before the uh, weekend of the Royal Rumble. Uh, they will be in Cleveland for AEW Dynamite 2022 Beach Break. And uh, everybody's already speculating that Johnny Gargano will be making his debut at that show, which I could absolutely see. So uh, we will see yeah. what this uh, turns out to be. Uh, Jesse, what if it's uh, the Velveteen dream? How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> Cle- clearly, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, it's a dream signing. So I-, I just wanted to throw that out there. Some people are like, is it the Velveteen dream? I'm like, no, it's not the fucking Velveteen dream. He will never wrestle again in North America. No, come on. But uh, Tony Khan is uh, hyping everybody up. He says he's got a big year. I do think that uh, all of the above will be coming to AEW. Uh, Don't forget Killer Cross as well. We don't know where he's going to end up. And I do think that we get a stadium show this year. I really do think that we get a stadium show. I think we get Okada in AEW this year. I think we get Brian. I think we get Brian and Punk or Brian. Uh, Omega again, Brian Cole, uh, Punk Okada. That was already teased on social media last weekend. I mean, it's fucking crazy. You know, all, yeah, all you the possibilities. Hold your breath on that stadium show shit right about now, bro. Why? Be lucky we have live crowds coming up here. So, oh, give me a break, man. Don't fear monger me. Come on. Hey, Don't kid, fear monger me, bro. I'm just, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting my kids set up for remote learning right now, man. I'm just, I'm just being prepared for what might come. Well, listen, you, you, you do what you got to do, man. I mean, I, I don't want to hear about the flu Rona, okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear about the flu Rona. They're, they're merging fucking uh, variants and sicknesses like uh, they're fucking Thundercats here, man. I don't want to hear about it. Um, yeah. Tonight, tonight we got a world championship match, Jesse. Uh, Adam Cole, uh, not Adam Cole, soon enough, Adam Cole, Adam Page, and Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship. This was a one-hour time limit. They opened the show. Judges were out there. Jerry Lynn, big show, was a part of the, uh, you know, judges panel. You know, big show. And then um, Mark Henry was out there as well. And this opened the show. Now, a lot of people were asking me, and I, and I hope that you guys realize the answer to this without actually giving you know, uh, me the question, I, ho- I hope you realize this. The reason why they opened the show was because they wanted to give you the illusion that it was going to go an hour. Now, if this thing went on last and they went on at the same time the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express went live, uh, they probably didn't need the judges. And you would have known that they weren't go- they were not going the hour. So why-, why would they put it on last? So that's why they did this thing first again. Jesse, what would you think of this match compared to the first one? It was definitely a different type of match, but some people are saying that they actually prefer this one over the first one. I don't know if I agree with that, but I loved the psychology of both of these guys coming out of the first match and doing what they did in the second match. Adam Page was a lot more intense in this match. He was working on a greater sense of urgency 
And it was a bloodbath, man. It was a fucking fight. And it was a fight for the world championship. And it really came across that way. It was. And I think I did prefer it um, to the first one just because it um, it felt like it felt like it took all of the action and all of the strategy and the storytelling and it just took that hour long match and it condensed it until the half hour. You know, so it's like they kind of removed some of the filler and just got to the, you know, to the points they were trying to make. Um, God knows there was more blood. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it for me, for me, a good 30 minute, 30 minute ish. So match is the perfect um, amount of time for, you know, a long match. Um, you go any shorter and then you risk not telling your whole story. You go any longer and you risk losing your audience. So it's not saying that either one is bad, but to get the perfect story. And I think 30 minutes is just about right. Yeah, yeah, they they nailed the uh, the amount of time that these these guys were out there. I thought it was a perfect amount of time for them to be out there. And the story about this match was obviously, like I mentioned, uh, the urgency of Adam Page and the heel antics of Brian Danielson. There was a sense of urgency early on from from Page. He wanted to get after Brian, and Brian was just healing it up, kind of you know backing out of the situation removing himself from the ring, posing in front of the crowd, posing in front of the judges. It was really great. And then one spot really kind of changed the tide of the match, and that's when Paige, and I legitimately thought he hurt himself on this fucking spot, a huge dive through the ropes, and he absolutely smashed his wrist and his arm on the barricade. He came shooting out of the Tope Suicida, and it was just fucking crazy, so... That was the entire changing of the momentum in this match. Uh, Danielson laid in ground and pound. After that, he went for a cross arm breaker. Page powered out, hit a Death Valley driver. He was bleeding heavily at this point in the match because just after that spot, Brian started working on the arm, and then Brian uh, shot Page into the steel steps, and it looked like he busted himself open on the steel steps. So. He was bleeding, and Brian had all of Page's blood all over himself early on in this match. A German suplex bridge from Page on Brian got it too. They suplexed each other to the floor. Uh, Page was sent into the ring post. Uh, this was, I don't know, about the sixth or seventh time he got thrown into the steel post here. Uh, working on the arm was Brian. Danielson tried to tie Page up around the post, and uh, Page kind of countered and took back control of the match. Back in the ring now. Page Layden repeated headbutts. They go to commercial break. I seen some people complaining. Well, NXT did uh, commercial free. Tony Khan, he's got all this money. Why can't he do commercial free? That's what you pay four ninety nine on Fight TV for. Go do that over there while the rest of us watch on TBS. So uh, Danielson somehow was busted open uh, in this. I I don't realize or I don't remember Jesse how Brian got busted open. Did, did you see where Brian got busted open? Because I I failed to to catch that in the picture in picture. I did not. I didn't know if it was hard way or if it happened during the commercial break, but I missed it. Yeah, there was headbutts all over the place. Brian was bleeding yeah. more than uh, than Paige was at this point. Tons of blood all over these guys, blood on the mat. Uh, they fought on the top row. Paige hit an insane moonsault power slam for a near fall. They're back outside now. Paige nailed a dead eye on the concrete. He called for the buckshot, Larry, but Dennison collapsed in the ring, which kind of worked to his advantage because he evaded the buckshot lariat. 
Uh, then, after all of this, Danielson cradled Paige before l- applying a, a label lock. Uh, I thought that Paige was going to end up tapping in this, but it did not happen. The champion reversed out of it. He catapulted Danielson over the ropes. He landed his big moonsault off the top rope, which uh, always looks great. Danielson avoided a buckshot and hit the big running knee for a great near fall. I don't know if you were watching this, Jesse, the way I was, but I thought that knee was the end of the match. I thought it was it. I thought it was it. I mean, I I was like, wow, they're going to beat him clean. I I thought that was it, man. Yeah. The knee, I thought, was the end of the match. He had a great headbutt battle. There was a lot of headbutts. But it was a, it, it was a, a good kickout spot because of the so many ways that Danielson has to beat you. So after he kicked out of the running knee, I wasn't like, well, this is over. Hangman's going to win and kicked out of the finisher. Like, no, he could still tap him out into a submission. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a great spot. I, I love the knee spot. Then there was a big headbutt battle going back and forth, which always kind of gets me, uh, you know, uh, my skin crawling a little bit, just knowing Brian's history of of uh, head injuries. Page wanted another dead eye. Danielson turned it, turned it into a gotch pile driver for another great near fall. So Brian grabbed Page's wrist. He was stomping on his head. The crowd was chanting yes with every kick. He went for the knee again, but Page reversed it into a pop-up powerbomb. Danielson countered the follow-up into a triangle as Page was going for the pinfall. But Page had uh, obviously the strength advantage here. He forced him to adjust into a knee bar. Page got back into the match. He took control. He landed some big punches, and he hit a release backdrop suplex. Page set up for the buckshot, and that was it, Jesse. One buckshot lariat for the win. He's the first person in AEW since Brian has debuted to defeat Brian Danielson clean. And in the end, we got two classic matches that will go down in the AEW history books as two of the best AEW championship matches of all time. I know a lot of people rank the first match on their list of top matches all year uh, at the top, or at least very, very close to the top. I thought this was an excellent follow-up. Like I said before, you enjoyed it more. I don't know if I necessarily enjoyed it more because I always love a great uh, sit-down 60-minute Broadway because I don't usually see them. But the most important thing, Jesse, is you know a lot of people complained about the Broadway going 60 minutes. After tonight, I really hope it shut a lot of people up because you see exactly why they went 60 minutes. It transformed into what we got with these two guys as far as the championship feud is concerned. It, it turned into this great feud for both guys, and because of the 60 minutes, it gave Paige the opportunity to beat Brian clean coming out of that Broadway, and he is now a bigger star and a more prominent professional wrestler and a better world champion for it because of that Broadway. If Brian ended Paige's reign, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if Paige's reign ended tomorrow, it, it would it would really solidify Paige's title run just because of the matches that he's had with Brian. Yeah, the, the the way that they did it, it does. Pro- I think it protected um, Brian more than anything else because if you look at his record, he he has two ties. He tied Kenny Omega, he tied Hangman Page, and he's got an L and he lost to Hangman Page. So um, the numbers might be you know spotty within themselves, but if you look at the quality of his matches and everything else. Um, and and all lessons, as far as I'm concerned, Brian is basically undefeated. 
I mean, if you're going to lose to the champion and to the former champion and nobody else, I mean, I still put him up there in the main event scene. Um, the good question is now does where does Brian go from here? Yeah, that that that's a good question. Um, I I don't really know. He's that type I'm of guy. Yes, uh, I see. We got a we got a 100 bomb in the chat. Uh, Raisin Brand 151 comes in and he enters the venue. He sits down and he orders the most expensive fucking drink on the menu with a $100 super chat. Raisin Brand, thank you so much, brother. What's up, JD and Jesse? Here's a portion of my holiday bonus to celebrate AEW on TBS. I don't want AEW to adopt everything from NXT, but what are your opinions on the idea of William Regal becoming the first on-screen GM for AEW? I don't. Uh, if it's a good idea or not, says Raisin Brand. Uh, we will get to that in just a little bit, Raisin Brand. So uh, I'm going to put you off to the side because we are definitely going to talk about that in the next couple of minutes or so. Um, where does Brian go, Jesse? I don't know. He's the type of guy that could really be plugged into anything. And uh, it, it's almost as if uh, I don't think anybody would really care because of how great he's been. I mean, he's easily easily the top performer in all professional wrestling for 2021 yeah yeah i mean the guy the guy just wanted to wrestle yeah that's that's it and that's what he did as often as he could the guy just wrestled 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 and there's and he's put on top four to five star quality matches so i mean you can't you can't deny that at all i mean the better question is what does what does adam page do who does adam page defend that title against that revolution are we looking at a cm punk versus MJF match with the winner getting Paige at Revolution? Um, They got a few options, man. I mean, my personal number one choice for Hangman next would be Miro. I would, you know what? I absolutely agree with that. I could absolutely see that. But I don't want to put Miro in a situation where he's going to go into a a title match and then kind of lose because you don't want to stifle Paige's momentum either. Well, he's going to go into a title feud because he's going to start the feud with Hangman and they can carry it out for weeks upon weeks where Miro can gather up all kinds of um, different W's in the feud. I mean, they can go weeks upon with, with, with Miro going over, you know, standing tall here and there and everything else. I mean, the same way MJF and Punk are doing. You don't have to put them in the ring right away because, yeah, you don't want Miro to come back to an L. But you start the feud, they go back and forth. He can murder the Dark Order, you know, in essence, the same way Brian did. I mean, he can have some fun with it. But I think the actual next title match should be against Miro at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think that would be a great match. Uh, I think those two would match up very well. Uh, I just got a DM from uh, a subscriber of mine, Buddy. He's been to uh, several of the meet and greets. And he is letting us know that Jake Atlas has suffered a serious knee injury at the Rampage tapings against Adam Cole. What Jesus the f- Christ? What dude. the fuck is going on in New Jersey, man? Jesus Christ! Jeez, this may be the man. last time that AEW fucking visits New Jersey, man. I'm sorry to say that I that I got a place down there. Bro, we gotta we gotta get rid of the Jake Atlas Rocket Pack now. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, it's not. Oh. Listen, bro, it's not diverse enough. No, it's not. That rocket pack is not diverse enough, man. I don't know what to tell you. No. Uh, but I could uh, I could see Miro and Paige absolutely at the Revolution pay-per-view. Uh, but Brian, you know, it's tough. I mean, who would you want to see him feud against? Because he's obviously, maybe, maybe, maybe with Moxley coming back. I heard a report today that Moxley's definitely going to be coming back this month. Maybe they pick up where they wanted to go into the full gear tournament, that eliminator tournament. Maybe they do Moxley versus Brian at Revolution. Pick that right back up. 
I was gonna say Moxley, like Moxley for sure. Um, we also got to start thinking of things for um, Penta to do. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not, he he's not gonna be put into the singles division more than likely. I mean, you could plug him in anywhere as well. I mean, and they got enough tag teams where the Lucha Brothers. You know, it sucks what happened tonight, obviously. But if you have, uh, and this is crazy, man. Just even thinking about it, the Bucks, they're going to be out. The Lucha Brothers now are going to be out. Those are two of the best tag teams on the planet. You're, you're not going to have them in your division, and your division is still incredible. Not going to yeah, suffer thanks, one bit. Yeah, thanks to that very awkward and weird ending to close the show, we now see how many, you know, capable tag teams they have because they put them right there at the top of the stage. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in uh, in a little bit. But uh, Brian Moxley, Revolution, I think that's where they may end up going. I think that's a great yeah. thing for uh, Brian Danielson. MJF, let's talk about our favorite boy from uh, Long Island, MJF. He went up against Captain Sean Dean tonight. And this was clearly just a squash match waiting for MJF and then a promo with CM Punk and then building the feud with CM Punk. But this, this Jesse, this turned out to be uh, fucking brilliant. The whole interference and the run-in by CM Punk, giving MJF a, a, a zero and one record to start 2022. <laughs> and then the promo of promos, man. You know, the promo by MJF and CM Punk have made E-Drones and Shills so salty, brother. You and I you, you will be able to get ourselves pissed drunk for the next three weeks on this fucking show. That's how bad they were crying tonight because of this promo. Oh, they mentioned WWE. They can't keep the E out of their mouth. I mean, I thought this. Yeah. Was, I thought this was fan- fucking incredible. They do get so triggered by that, don't they? Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, I mean, it's it's all legit gripe too. It's like MJF is doing what he's doing, playing himself up as a heel, and then. CM Punk, obviously, I mean, I would be the same way. I, I'm going to hold some resentment against the company as well if you're not going to make me WrestleMania main event when he should have been. So uh, I love me out of the main event. You fire me on my wedding day. Yeah. You talk shit about me every chance you get, and I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut at all. Yeah, like, that, like he's not supposed to say anything. I mean, um, the, the entire feud, this Punk and MJF feud, clearly built majority based on their promo ability, it's the uh, the right way to do things. you got two of the best talkers in the history of the business. And the way this thing started tonight is when the bell rang, you had Sean Dean in the ring, MJF was there, Punk runs down to the ring. You don't hear any cult of personality or anything like that. He runs into the ring, and MJF scatters away like a little bitch, and fans are chanting for CM Punk. Shivani is yelling on commentary, get back in the ring, get back in the ring. MJF was making a crying face, teasing Punk from the aisleway. And then Dean gave Punk a look. You know, uh, apparently he didn't like Punk interfering in his match. So Punk says, you know what, go fuck yourself. Gives him a GTS, which ended up giving Dean the win. And MJF a 0-1 and one record to start 2022. And everybody was ecstatic about this. So Punk said on the microphone that, in his future, until he steps into the ring with him, you little bitch. You know, it's going to be hard to fight for a title if you, MJF, keep losing. MJF said everything that comes out of Punk's mouth is fake and induces boredom. Uh, I, I'm sorry, MJF. Uh, that's Monday Night Raw, not CM Punk. MJF told Punk that last week he said he wanted to fight for a title, but now he's back picking a fight with him. 
You know without me, you are nothing, MJF told Punk. I give you an edge. I put a chip on your shoulders. I make you relevant. Shivani said, I call bullshit on that. And that was the only thing said during this promo. So Shivani, I love he's got to get his little jabs in there at MJF. And MJF said, Punk sold Tony Khan nothing more than a bill of goods because he isn't the guy he used to be. You aren't the savior these people have been waiting for, but do you know who is Maxwell Jacob Friedman? MJF said Punk got offended when he brought up Roddy Piper. He called him PG Punk, and some fans were chanting PG Punk to go along with what MJF said. MJF then asked Punk if he thinks he's as good as Piper because unlike him, Piper was good enough to actually main event a WrestleMania. Now, Jesse, uh, on week one of this uh, tremendous promo that they cut, the 20-minute promo to start Dynamite a few weeks back, I mentioned specifically that they didn't blow their load in one shot. They definitely had some bullets in the chamber ready for the weeks to come. One of them I specifically mentioned was the WrestleMania main event. I I knew they were going to mention this. They had to mention it because it's something that just gets under Punk's skin uh, how do you feel about them mentioning that? I mean, it definitely adds fuel to the fire, right? It does. It does. It's it's um, it's a it's another uh, it's another uh, knockout blow, you know, or a low blow, you know, or or, or to um, mix some reality in with the with the kayfabe. So um, that's a big one, you know. You mentioned again to me tonight. What I, mean, I think that's going to be the knockout knockout blow is his, his final line that I know um, MJF is holding on to. Um, it's just a matter of how Punk is going to counter it. Is that going to be the, the 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 final straw to make uh, Punk lose his cool? Uh, you know, Punk has been all smiles with these fucking uh, jabs by MJF, man. Yeah. When, it, when, he, when he mentions what he's going to mention, and I hope he does. I don't know if MJF listens to the show. I, I don't need to give MJF tips on anything. You don't need to give MJF, t- MJF tips on anything. But, bro, if he doesn't mention April in, in the next couple of promos, I would be floored. I'd be shocked. Yeah. It's coming. I think that's going to be the straw. You know, Punk's going to lose that cool, going to lose that smile, and it's going to go straight to the fist. I think that's going to be it right there. It, it has to go there. It, it really does, because Punk is all smile. You got to get Punk angry, and, and that's the yep. best way to get him angry. WrestleMania, it's going to get him a little angry, but he's going to be, uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, someone to, to hold back his anger. He's going to smile, because he, he knows that they're a joke over there. But mentioning his wife, or anything to do with his wife, maybe his wife's career over there, or how, how much she really didn't make an impact, something along the lines. MJF will mention April in a way that is obviously approved by Punk, but it's just going to fucking set him off, and I can't wait. Um, With with the WrestleMania stuff, I I love the line. People on social media took offense to this. Oh, there's AEW mentioning WWE again for relevancy. But everything that MJF and CM Punk said about WrestleMania is the truth. So it hurt you and it upset you and it made you salty. It made you cry because what they said is the truth. So MJF mentioned that and said, if he's not shown proper respect around here soon, maybe I'll main event a WrestleMania 2. Punk laughed. MJF asked Punk what he was laughing at. He called him dipshit. Punk said, all he's trying to do is kick his ass. So get in the ring. It almost felt like CM Punk didn't really have a comeback for that WrestleMania line. He's like, listen, yeah. shut the fuck up. Man. Just get in the ring. I want to kick your ass. It almost yeah, felt like he didn't have a comeback. Night. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, we give it this night to MJF, man. I know. You ran from me. You hid behind FTR. He said, kind of tame, kind of tame. All I want to do is give you the beating you deserve. Then he says this, which popped social media and made me fucking fall back on my couch <laughs> laughing. He said, listen, pal. He didn't say it like that, but you obviously knew he, who he was uh, insinuating about here. If you think the grass is greener on the other side, be my guest. Go ahead, leave, and main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza, and then get released faster than you can last in the sock. When you come back, I'll still be here, and that ass kicking will be waiting for you. I think Punk just won the promo with that with that uh, statement there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, technically there probably will be a night four. You count WrestleMania Saturday, Sunday, Raw, and then NXT on oh, Tuesday. My God, man, I, I I fucking love it. You know the one the one thing Jesse is what is WWE gonna do on Friday or Monday? Because you know. AEW is going to upload this to YouTube, and you know they're going to be uh, taking out their fucking notebooks and their uh, their pens, and they're going to be fucking. Oh, how can we? Uh, how can we one up this one? Maybe we'll have Edge or Miz say something edgy on Monday yeah. Night Raw. Give me a break. I, I'll tell you what I do like. I do like the banter, the banter back and forth between the two companies. I do. What I, but I, I do. I actually enjoy it. I mean, because, you know, crap happens. You know, WWE does stuff to get egg on their face and vice versa with AEW. It happens. So throw, take some shots, man. I mean, it's funny. We all know both companies exist. Most of us are watching both of them. What I don't enjoy are the fucking asshole fans who make it act like punk mentioning WWE is the worst thing to happen to pro wrestling. You know, they'll sit there and watch and watch a Tamina 24-7 segment, but then complain that CM Punk mentioned WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just <laughs> stop. Just fucking stop, man. Enjoy it. It's fun. Oh, man. It's fun. This was fucking incredible, man. It wasn't even over yet. Uh, when you come back, I'll still be here, and that ass-kicking will still be waiting for you. The crowd obviously popped for the buy one, get one free line. Uh, MJF was clearly upset about this. He said, next week, you want, you guys want to see it? It'll be CM Punk. And it was hyping everybody up. He thought, you know, the crowd thought that MJF was going to give him the match or give them the match. And he says, it's going to be CM Punk versus Wardlow. And then Tony's coming a mile away. I know. I know. <laughs> and then Shivani says, spineless to the end. MJF said he's better than CM Punk. And CM Punk knows it. This was fucking great. Punk said the difference between himself, Piper, and a worm like MJF is that he and Piper will fight anyone anytime. He told him to bring Wardlow because eventually he'll run out of people to hide behind and he's going to put him to sleep. This was fucking incredible. I don't know if I would put it on par with the first uh, confrontation between these two, but this was uh, a very close second to just a few weeks ago when they first met in the ring uh, I love the WrestleMania lines, and you see this thing kind of, you just feel it elevating in intensity verbally. I, uh, Bro, I can't wait for this fucking match. They sold me on night one, and I'm dying to see these two guys in the ring. What you're saying is when you watch your feuds build, you don't want to see the two guys fight every week for six weeks and then at the pay-per-view. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, who, who, who wants that? I don't get it. Who would do that, man? I mean, I mean, who, who what wrestling promotion would do that? I, I mean, nobody. That's ridiculous. I mean, but my idea, what I would do, I would put Punk 
against MJF and opposing tag teams. Then I will put Punk against MJF in some kind of a fatal four-way. And then you get to the pay-per-view, and then you do it a second pay-per-view after that. Oh, are you Bruce Pritchard? Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living my inner Bruce today. Uh, listen, man, we don't, want, we don't want anything to do with Bruce Pritchard on this show. Come on. Ah, come, come on, on, man. This is this is this is, uh, this, is T- this is TK, bro. Give me a break. Um, this was awesome. I I love this. Uh, I'm glad uh, the WWE drones on Twitter got salty. Go fuck yourself. Uh, this is the way a professional wrestling feud should be built up. Never question MJF or CM Punk and what they're doing here. This is going to be fantastic. Jericho, Jericho made his entrance. He's back on TBS. This is the first time since. April 7th, 1999, with WCW. And he lost to Booker T on that night. Uh, He said it's great to be back on TBS in Newark. He took issue with 2.0. A lot of people were uh, kind of upset with Jericho and Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes about all these sexual innuendos that they mentioned and all their... uh, they're uh, off-key jokes. They're off-color off jokes. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I think it's entertaining. It's only a pro wrestling angle, people. It's not the end of the world. Uh, he said it's great to be back on TBS and in Newark. He took issue with 2.0, attacking him and putting him out of commission for a couple weeks. He said he came onto Dynamite last week to get some revenge. And then he interrupted, or he was interrupted, I should say, by 2.0. Uh, it's great to see 2.0, man. You know, it, it's... um. It's something that I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but I think that they are highly entertaining. Matt Lee has this fucking accent, bro. I I can't put my finger on it. It's almost as if he's like part Canadian and part New York. You know, he, he tries to act tough. You know, it's just something about it. You want a piece of me? Yeah, he's like, you want a piece of me? Uh, and then he's got that Canadian accent coming through. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just, it's just entertaining to listen to. Uh, by the way, they're still looking for Renee. They're still looking for that beef with Renee Young, too. Uh, are they still uh, they're looking for the beef with Renee Young? What are you talking about? They, they got beef with Renee Young on 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 uh, BTE. They're looking for her. Uh, oh, you don't want to you don't want to look for her, man, because where where she is, uh, uh, the hey, uh, the other guy, she, you know, her husband. She stepped up. She tried to step it up to the fucking title, bro. Her and that baby one day uh, walking around in the back. Oh, well, listen. I don't know. Uh, listen, oh, man, man, I wouldn't put anything past Renee uh, Paquette, man. She, uh, she'd probably claw your eyes out. Uh, probably. Matt Lee talked uh, to Jericho. Ladies and gentlemen, Terrence and Philip said Chris Jericho. Matt Lee talked, but Jericho says he can't hear what he says because he's got a box head, square head. He says it's like a post-it note. He asked the crowd if he has a square hood. Parker uh, then told him to not call... Matt Lee, a squarehead. Jericho called Parker a pinhead. Fans were chanting pinhead. Jericho then led a crowd chant into both squarehead and pinhead. Uh, This didn't really catch on the way Jericho would have liked, but, uh, I mean, it's New Jersey. Not surprised there. Jericho grabbed his baseball bat. He fended off Daniel Garcia, who ran through the crowd and charged at him in the ring. 2.0 then attacked Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston ran out for the save. Uh, All of the heels ran away, and we got a six-man no DQ street fight with all six of these guys on Rampage Friday. So uh, that is coming up on Friday. Uh, th- this is th- this should more than likely end after Friday, Jesse. Am I correct? I was not a fan of this segment. Me neither. It was it was it was not entertaining, and not only not only was it not entertaining at all, it didn't 
live up to any standard that I thought that a segment with, you know, 2.0 and Jericho would have. I mean, no. both entities are great in the microphone. This is the best they had. I mean, I kind of expected more from those guys. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Kingston didn't get anything on the microphone. I figured Eddie Kingston would have something to say on the microphone here. Nothing with him. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this into revolution. Hopefully this is the end on Friday. Uh, this shit has really fallen flat. Kingston needs to be something uh, in something a little bit more important. Uh, Santana Ortiz, get them out of there. Put them in something a little bit more important. They need to start fighting for those tag team titles sooner rather than later. But hopefully Friday this is all over. Yeah, hopefully. Adam Page, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, they were backstage. They were uh, all together. The Undisputed Era on AEW Dynamite. Uh, I will continue calling them that until they name themselves something else on AEW television. Call X Brandon Cutler if he was filming. Uh, it was revealed today by Brian Alvarez that Brandon Cutler has COVID-19. I'm not sure if he was there or not, but uh, they at least pretended he was there. Uh, Cutler was filming, supposedly. Then he said he's happy that they're back together. He mentioned uh, to O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, did Cole. He told O'Reilly he knows he didn't mean to kick him. He said these are exciting times. Cole then shifted to talking about the signing of Jake Atlas. Jesse, Jake Atlas, former WWE NXT superstar who did uh, a lot of nothing over on NXT. He was uh, primarily on 205 Live in the Cruiserweight division. He didn't really do much of anything on NXT when uh, Triple H was there. He is now All Elite, and Tony Khan has made him a uh, new signing to the company. Uh, What do you think of this? Uh, Barring the injury, we don't know how severe the injury is. Uh, that he suffered at the uh, Rampage taping. But w- what do you think of this signing? Is is this a signing that has kind of uh, made you feel like, you know, how, how many people is Tony Khan really signing? And, and he and should he really start looking out and really start filtering these free agents and really sitting down and wisely going over who he needs and who he doesn't need? I honestly feel he doesn't need a Jake Atlas on this roster, but maybe he proves me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's it's starting to feel like that they okay. I don't want it to sound like Jake Athlete, Jake Atlas sucks and he's not worth anything. But what I will say is he's not needed in AEW. No, they they have for what from what it appears to me, and what I'm pretty sure that's turned out to be Jake Atlas is a mid carter at best. They have plenty of lower to mid to upper mid card guys. I I. I personally feel that AEW does not need to sign anyone else unless they have a specific role um, laid out for them, a path laid out for them, or just complete top of the card. I mean, and I say if they have something laid out for them, because signing someone like Bobby Fish made no sense, but bringing in Kyle O'Reilly now makes Bobby Fish's signing make a lot of sense. So if they bring in someone with... I mean, a clear and obvious role to play. I mean, for example, for example, they sign C.J. Perry. Do they need C.J. Perry in the women's division? No. Of course not. Do they need her as a valet? No, they don't need her as a valet. They can get, you know, Miro another valet. But the role that she could play for the company is very specific. And because that's his wife. Yeah. And it would make sense. So bringing that one in, great idea. Bringing in a Jake Atlas, someone who has... No affiliation with anybody, 
Um, no history anywhere, really. And you got to build them up for the ground. You have plenty of projects to work on building up from the ground up before you sign a Jake Atlas. I mean, that's it, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I honestly think it's it's very tempting. It's very tantalizing for uh, Tony Khan to be in the position he is with unlimited resources and see all these free agents that WWE let go. He could use a Keith Lee. Keith Lee is at the top of the list of signings. Uh, then you got Ember Moon and and Tony Storm and, and and individuals like that. Those should be yeah. th- those should be people at the top of his list. Yes, Tegan Knox. Uh, you know, build that women's division. I- I'm not really sure how much or uh, Bray Wyatt, obviously, Wyndham Rotunda. That's uh, that's obviously another guy at the top of the list. Uh, depending on what he wants to do, he could do whatever he wants. Um, but guys like Braun Strowman, Killer Cross, they're a little bit more unknown. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tony Khan is thinking about either one of those guys. But as far as Jake Atlas is concerned, uh, is it something, and I know he fits into the LGBT community, Jesse, is it something that Tony Khan wanted to do to make AEW even more diverse? I mean, well, I, I, I don't get the, the signing of Jake Atlas. I feel like it's a waste. And do you feel that Tony Khan is eventually going to have to start letting people go? Yeah. I, honestly, until this moment right now, to you just said that, I had no idea whatsoever that Jake Atlas was a part. Yeah. Um, of the of the of the LGBTQ community, yeah. and it changes nothing as no. far as I'm concerned. As far as my opinion about him being signed, um, it changes nothing. Um, I, I think I mean I don't want to say sign difference makers, but sign people who you have you have a void to fill. You know, you know, um, Athena, that's a void to fill right there. You got to get this women's division filled. You know, you know, Tegan Knox, fantastic. You know, Jake Atlas. He can hit the indies, man. You know, you know who I think that you know for once. Usually, WWE did this with Moxley. They tried to bury him on his way out, so he was worth nothing, and it always backfires. When they try stuff like that, it always backfires because they'll go somewhere and they'll get more over. I think for once they actually succeeded. I think, I think Killer Cross before his main roster call up would have been a must get for Tony Khan and a push to the top. I think they buried him so damn much that Tony Khan has plenty of talent that is way better than this guy. I think they ruined his fucking get. I think they ruined his career. Because and I say that because he is not that great in the ring. All the all he had was his his gimmick and his credibility. He's okay, but he cannot go with some of the guys that AEW have sitting around waiting their turn right now. I you, think they killed this guy. You know, it's funny you said that because uh, they were interviewed by Renee Paquette. And they both said that uh, before NXT was even a thing, that they were they were about to sign with AEW, and they were going to join AEW first before WWE. But then Triple H came swooping in, and they felt like NXT was going to be the right situation for both of them. And uh, little did they know that Vince and Bruce completely erased everything that Triple H did, and they were a part of the casualties over there. And yeah. now, and I I absolutely agree. I do think that with their time over there, both of them. I do think that their value has been severely diminished. I really do. It has. It has. That really, really sucks for them because they had an act. They were good at it. They had great chemistry. And their gimmick and act, I think it covered up for the for the small shortcomings of his in-ring work. I think his in-ring work would have improved with more time in NXT, as a matter of fact, as well. But he got yanked too soon, misused, and then dumped. I think they buried those two. I, think, I mean, beyond belief, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, there, there is a report though, a fan report from uh, AEW Rampage about Jake Atlas. Uh, fans in attendance at the Rampage tapings are saying Jake Atlas appears to have suffered a legitimate injury. 
against Adam Cole. Uh, according to fan reports, it looked like he injured his knee while trying to springboard a move off the ropes. Atlas reportedly landed badly after the springboard, and he was not able to get up on his own as they were setting up for the Panama Sunrise spot. Cole ended the match by putting Atlas in a submission. He just recently signed after a tryout match with AEW on AEW Dark, and there will be more to come uh, as far as the legitimacy and the severity of the injury to Jake Atlas on what has been a terrible injury night in New Jersey for All yeah. Elite Wrestling. So we will uh, we will continue to keep you updated on that, uh, or I will keep you updated on that throughout the week as more information comes filtering in from Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow had another squash match here against uh, some unknown jobber, Antonio Zambrano, I believe was his name. Uh, before the bell, Zambrano bailed out to ringside. Spears gave him a Death Valley driver at ringside. Threw him into the ring. Referee didn't see it. Wardlow questioned why. What the fuck are you doing? I didn't need you to do that. So uh, Wardlow gave him the Symphony of Power Bombs four times. And that was pretty much five times. I'm sorry. Five times. And and that was it. And Wardlow wins in one minute. But uh, Wardlow continues to rack up wins. And uh, I don't know where we get this huge baby face Wardlow breakout party. But uh, you sense it's coming. And they're taking their sweet time building up Warlow to get to that situation. I, I want Warlow to succeed in the launch of his babyface run. So I hope they, I hope they make his separation impactful. Something cost him the match against punk. A call, he has to, he has to do something to really, really screw over MJF to really make the fans really, really happy that Warlow is separating and go, you know, they, if they just have him get frustrated and walk off and leave, I don't think that's enough momentum to start that baby face run. Yeah, a lot of people, um, I agree. Uh, a lot of people are very, um, uh, I guess they're kind of indifferent to this Wardlow build or how they're building up Wardlow or how t- uh, Tony Khan is building up Wardlow. You know, it's very reminiscent of what uh, WWE did with Ryback early when Ryback first debuted with them. Uh, if you guys remember Baron Corbin, the lone wolf, Baron Corbin in NXT, he had uh, those quick matches. This is very similar to what Baron Corbin did in his first stint in NXT when he was actually good. And uh, I actually enjoyed his act, but um, how do you, how do you feel about this, Jesse? Some some uh, notable podcasters out there like Conan and Disco Inferno have questioned Tony Khan's booking of Wardlow and how lame it is. But the fans are catching on to it. I, I think the fans are really getting into the the whole power bomb and him squashing these guys every week. What do you think? I'm not gonna lie, I don't get it. I don't get okay. it either. I don't, I don't, I don't get it in in the in the psychology of what was going on here. You you got Sean Spears, who is, is is the heel of heels. Wardlow is still technically quote unquote a heel with Spears, but Spears does not want the monster Wardlow, you know, straight killing his opponents, you know, because he wants them to be pinned off of his moves. And when Wardlow does more attacks, he makes. Spears upset. I don't get with this. I don't get it. I could see now. Okay, I could see if the dynamic was Spears is like hit him again, hit him again, hit him again. And Wardlow's no, I finished him. I'm done. I'm fucking leaving. And then Spears has to come in and do more damage and hurt people. And Wardlow's like, why do you gotta fucking hurt people? No, it's kind of reverse. It kind of it's, it's weird. It's so off putting to me. Maybe that's a me thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing with Wardlow. I mean, uh, as long as Tony Khan knows what the end result is going to be for Wardlow and the situation is right for him to break out as a big baby face and it makes sense 
for him to finally have that moment where he's just so pissed off that he turns on MJF, he turns on Spears. feel like it's going to be a big moment. I, I don't know what Tony Khan's got planned, but, you know, w- with Tony, it's one of those situations where I do trust the process. He's really never let us down creatively to a point where we're so ma- majorly disappointed. Uh, I feel like he's going to do Wardlow right. I think he sees Wardlow as a big future piece to the company. And yeah. uh, everybody enjoys Wardlow, man. Everybody's rooting for him. I like Warlow. I will. I do. I just. I. I, I hope this turn doesn't come prematurely and it makes it messes no. up his chances at a good run. No, I would have. So, uh, yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even be doing what they're doing. I would have waited until MJF was world champion, like we have yes. discussed already. Yes. Keep. Yeah. Keep Warlow and MJF together. I mean, I wouldn't even be teasing separation right now. No. So that was uh, Wardlow's uh, victory there in one minute over this jobber on AEW Dynamite. Let's take a look at the chat. We got twenty seven hundred people in the venue. I appreciate you guys joining us on your Wednesday night, wherever you may be. We got some major bombs in the Super Chat department coming on in. I appreciate you guys continue to get those Super Chats in. Jesse and I will read them all at the end of the show. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JDFMNY206. That is on Twitter and Instagram. We're nearing 37,000 followers on Twitter. And if you guys want to follow Jesse... You see his at on the screen right there. Jesse, if you want to go and plug your uh, new YouTube channel that's nearing 1,000 subs. I'm reaching 1,000 subs. I'm, I'm glad to see that you're watching, man. Um, you join me. Shout out to Mark at YouTube. And um, I got some ideas I'm throwing out for the, for the ones who've shown up, and I've mentioned it to them. I am um, looking into reviewing some old-school pay-per-views. Um... Maybe I'll take some suggestions later on Twitter. I'll put it up and see. But full reviews, I'll do the full review and post it. It won't be a live. It won't be a watch alone. It'll just be some extra content for you guys to just watch at your own leisure between um, our live streams and between uh, JD's live streams. So check me out. There you go. There you go. If you guys want to follow uh, Jesse on uh, on Twitter and subscribe to his YouTube channel, he, I'm sure, will post that in the chat. So you guys can go to that link and hit that subscribe button over there. Uh, I see some people in the chat. Well, well, who's this guy's name? Big Mike Reviews. Who are you reviewing uh, in front of, Big Mike? Uh, you're, you're half a person on your YouTube channel. He, he says, AEW fucking sucks, dude. What the fuck you doing here, then? Why are you here? Why the fuck are you here, Big Mike? Huh? Why are you here? I'm go watch somebody WWE. else. I mean, yeah. uh, man, I, I'm sure you really enjoyed that fucking 24-7 title mixed tag team match on Monday Night Raw, right? Right. Dude, I mean, dude, go somewhere else, man. Why are you here? Fucking idiot, dude. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, now that I got that out of my system, uh, make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Uh, Monday Night Raw NXT, we talked about the death of the black and gold last night. I was watching a fucking funeral. Or felt like I was watching the funeral of Braun Breaker. And there is uh, news stories that we will be going over in the coming days about how management in NXT did not like what they did during Braun Breaker's entrance. <laughs> I could have told you that one. Nobody liked it. But Jesus Christ. And then we got uh, William Regal being fired today. We got Hideki Suzuki being fired. Uh, Diamond Mine, he was part of Diamond Mine. Danny Birch, Timothy Thatcher. Road Dog, all fired, with more to come. And then uh, we will go over all that in the days to come as well. Uh, I may be live tomorrow talking about it, so uh, I will let you guys know on Twitter. But go check out that NXT review as well. And I did an extra today, talking about Jeff Hardy and NXT plans and 
Jake Atlas. We talked a little bit about Jake Atlas as well. Tony Khan and the uh, dream signing. Sasha Banks apparently injured, suffering a leg injury. Uh, 2022 is not getting off to a good start with this injury bug, man. But if you guys uh, want to go check that out, it is all on the homepage right now. And please hit that subscribe button down below for my channel. Uh, we are nearing 130,000 subscribers. We're literally like 85 away or something like that. Towards 130. Uh, hit that thumbs up. I see 100, uh, uh, 828 likes in the chat. So uh, we're about 130 away. 170 away. I'm sorry. 170 away from 1,000. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I would really, really appreciate it. It helps me out. And uh, continue to hit that join button. Become a VIP member right here on Off The Script. Jesse, uh, Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho, we talked about this uh, as a possible situation developing when we went live on Saturday afternoon right before WWE Day 1. We talked about the Big Swole and Tony Khan situation. And I think everybody is pretty much in the same boat. If you're not, you're kind of in denial. Jade Cargill is clearly... And obviously not ready for a major championship program. She's not ready for a major championship title reign. And she is still very much in a learning process uh, in this great sport that we call professional wrestling. Uh, Tonight, Jesse, I honestly think this was one of Jade's worst showings that I think she has shown us since she's debuted with AEW, this match was very difficult to watch. It was almost as if I was watching uh, Ruby Soho just wait around for Jade and yeah. wait around for Jade to to kind of get her footing right and get her speed up to snuff. And it, it was almost as if I was watching a fucking slow motion match, bro. I mean, what did you think of this? Jade is clearly not ready. Which is, I mean, if you go back and check, which is exactly what I said about her match with Thunder Rosa. Yeah. It's exactly what I said. She, I mean, Thunder Rosa found herself, you know, hitting her marks and getting ready for the next spot and waiting on Jade. Um, I think, I think this match proves that Jade is definitely not ready, obviously, but also that Jade should not be the inaugural TBS champion. And I think we all know why Jade had to win here today. And I think it sucks, man. I mean, especially from a performance like this. This was definitely, you're right, Cargill's worst performance. I mean, she has improved on a per-match basis. I saw things get better in each match that she's had in progression. This match seemed like it was a step back. Now, I don't want to beat on it too much because it was a very high-profile spot for her. With all of the controversy going on with Big Swole, she was probably nervous to a, to an extent, and I can understand that. Because let's not forget, guys, she is still very green, and she is still learning. And again, we talked about this maybe being a possibility where the title would make the person, and then she had have an opportunity to catch up to that title and as far as prestige. It doesn't appear to be working that way. Um, I think the one of the winners should have been Ruby Soho or Thunder Rosa. Yeah just to protect the, the the work ethic of the title because now you got to beat her for that title and you can't do it right away. So she's going to be champion for a while. I, I, I think it was a bad move. I think I know why they did it, but 
she's just not ready, man. Yeah. He just should have stuck to his guns and just said no. Not yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, listen, man. I'm I'm in uh, full agreement with you. You know, listen. I don't want I don't want to beat on her too much either. Um, but I, I I I I'm also at the same time I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of saying it, and I'm tired of hearing it from people. Oh, she looks great. Oh, oh, this. Oh, that. Uh, she's not ready. She's not, not ready. ready. I I I listen. We we said this on the podcast Saturday. I don't care about uh, the whole diversity thing. AEW is a very diverse company. I don't care who you are, what you are, what the color of your skin is. Jay Cargill is definitely somebody that I want to see succeed. One of the best things in my position with what I do here, I watch a lot of professional wrestling. I watch a lot of uh, upcoming talent. I work with House of Glory. One of the best things that I find most fulfilling is watching people grow and watching them progress. And I th- I take great pleasure in that. And I have the uh, the fortunate circumstance. And I love what I do. And I'm very grateful to Brian and Red that I get to tell these stories and be a part of the you know everybody's journey. And I'm tired of people telling me that uh, you know you're wrong when it comes to this or you're wrong when it comes to that. Jake Cargill is not ready. And I don't care who says what here or what you do to clip it. Jade Cargill should not have won this match. Ruby Soho should have won this match. She should have been the TBS champion. And if you didn't want to make uh, Ruby and Jade the final, or if Jade wasn't there, I could have picked three or four other women not named Thunder Rosa to win this match and be in this match with with, uh, Ruby Soho. Tay Conti comes to mind. Uh, Sheeta, uh, Serena Deeb. Any one of those women could have been a great TBS champion. Jade Cargill should not be the inaugural uh, TBS champion. Ruby Soho is much more valuable right now to uh, AEW based on her uh, history and where she's worked previously. She's got name recognition. She's got name value. Jade is just somebody that looks the part right now that has no substance in that ring, and it's not going to take her very far. If anybody is pleased with what they saw tonight, this is the beginning of a terrible title ring. I'm telling you right now. Yes. I mean, it now... It, I, I will say she came in to this match with enough promise to get this whole idea over of her being the inaugural champion and a great match would have done just that. You know, I mean, she was that close. I mean, a great match tonight with Ruby would have been enough to say, you see, she is improving with each match. She's getting better. She had a great match right here. She might work. No, this was a step back. This was a step back. Um, I don't think anyone enjoyed this match. I'm sure she went back and didn't enjoy her own performance. I mean, but I don't know, man. I hope she gets better. I want. I'm like you. I want to see her succeed. Yeah, I do because but- I mean, eventually. I mean, here, and I talked about this and on, on on my review, my watch alongs. It's about getting over with the crowd. Yeah. She has the look. Yeah, and. But unfortunately, that look alone is not getting her over enough. So her in-ring work needs to pick up. Yeah. And everything else will kind of, you know, equal itself out. But it's not moving. She, I mean, you go back to day one of her match with Shaq. And right now, with this title win, and I don't see too much of a difference with her in the ring. No, man. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. The, the crowd, I felt like, was uh, was very indifferent to, to Jade tonight. I, I felt like they were more on Ruby's side uh more uh more than jade 
Uh, this crowd, she's going to have a very difficult time proving herself in front of this crowd if she does not pick up the, the pace and, and get better. Uh, like you said, looks are only going to take you so far. And the way I see it, and again, I'm sure I'm going to be clipped and someone's going to say something fucking retarded on here, but the, the whole thing is with the TBS championship, this is their version of the Intercontinental Championship. This is their secondary title. This is second to Britt Baker. Jade Cargill, by default, because she is now the TBS champion, she is the number two female in this division. Is Jade Cargill, theoretically and realistically, the second best women's professional wrestler in AEW's women's division? The answer is no. And that title I'm, is being, I'm, that, I'm title is, that, that, that title is being wrongfully represented right now. If yeah. you are the I'm, best, I'm, if you are the, like Jesse said, and like I said on, on, on Saturday, he started the whole discussion if you are the best of what you do, you should be rewarded with, with, with championship gold. And I don't think Jay Cargill is anywhere close to that. No, you know, and someone's someone to say, well, she's a heel. The crowd's not supposed to like her. It's not that kind of like, you know, it's an it's an indifferent. It's uh, I'm not looking forward to watching anybody try to defeat her because right now it feels to me like anyone of anybody should be able to defeat her. Yeah. You know, is, she, does, she, she does not come off as an unbeatable champion at all. And she's undefeated, and she does not come off as an unbeatable champion. No. This is the workhorse title. Jade Cargill is not, not the definition of a workhorse. I, listen, you know, uh, Serena Deep cut a very, very good promo tonight, and Serena Deep has the best feud in all of the women's division right now with Sheeta. Deeb, if you wanted to make someone a heel champion, Deeb was your number one pick. She was the right person for this championship, and she didn't even – she was in the tournament, but – she didn't even she didn't get anywhere close to the finals. I hope that that's where this is leading. I hope Deeb eventually is the TBS champion because that is what the title is supposed to do for 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 Tony Khan. It should be on somebody like Serena Deeb. Deeb is going to make that championship what Tony Khan needs it to be. Serena Serena Deeb right now as it stands is probably number 2 maybe 2A with Thunder Rosa. Yeah. But the best female wrestler in the company, you know, under Britt Baker with Thunder Rosa. I say Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, and Deep. Now, I'm not even going to sit here and say uh, that Britt Baker is a better wrestler than Deep or Thunder Rosa. That's not the that's not the case. But like I said in my shows, it's about who's more over. There's nobody in the women's division more over than Britt Baker right now. No, and I don't I don't want to hear about her wrestling ability at this point because at this point the fans are behind her and it doesn't fucking matter. The fans want her as champion and she's champion. Yep. And even with that being said, she has progressed better than anyone else in the entire company from the day she started to where she is right now. So pound for pound, bell to bell, who's the better wrestler? Thunder Rosa. Then a close Serena Deeb. Who's at the top of their game? Britt Baker. I agree. This, this, this was, this was fucking terrible. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm always, I'm always honest. Jesse's always honest. This was, this was terrible. This was a very disappointing uh, TBS championship final to conclude this tournament. Um, Easily the worst match of the night. This may go down as one of the worst dynamite matches in the last six months, at least. Uh, The fans uh, were not into this the way I expected them to. Uh, Cargill tried to overpower Ruby, uh, but Ruby kind of, uh, uh, evaded and baited her out to the floor where Soho landed a soccer kick and a missile drop kick. Cargill took advantage uh, upon them both coming back into the ring, landing a diving double axe handle off the top rope. That was uh, easily the best thing that she did in this entire match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez ran out. 
because Ruby Soho rolled to the outside off the double axe handle smash. Uh, she she ran out, and then Thunder Rosa ran out to run interference, and then they brawled to the back. I didn't really, I didn't really get why they did it, but I kind of understood why they did it. Uh, clearly, that's going to be the uh, next thing in line for Thunder Rosa to overcome before she gets to Britt Baker. But um, Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez brawled to the back. Cargill made Soho's shoulder the target of her attack here, and that was the story on Cargill's behalf. Soho made a comeback with some kicks before an STO got her a two-count. She got in more kicks on Cargill's leg, which she sold terribly. Uh, It was just a terrible sell job by Cargill. Uh, Just based off that, uh, you could tell she's not ready. Uh, Cargill then hit a shoulder breaker and then a pump kick for two. Uh, They went back and forth for position until Soho got a Saito suplex for a two count on Jade Sterling was on the apron. He distracted Aubrey Edwards, who was the official of this match. He got ejected. Uh, Soho countered Jade into a cradle, hit the no future for a near fall. Jade kicked out. Uh, They kind of got lost for a little bit, and this is where things just kind of looked absolutely sloppy. Cargill was perched up on the top. She managed to hit, uh, surprisingly. They wanted to go to the top, but it looked like there was some hesitation on Jade's behalf. I'm like, someone's going to fucking end up killing each other here. She wanted to look for that that jaded (laughs) slam off the top oh, rope, but Jade, so I know, I thought, I'm like, she's going to fucking fall off this top rope, oh, somebody's no. going to die here, I mean, that's all we needed, she wanted to go to the top rope, but she ended up doing it off the second turnbuckle, it looked fucking terrible, it looked like somebody was going to injure themselves regardless, no matter what turnbuckle they were on, uh, Jade is a walking botch at this point, uh, but she wins the match with this jaded slam off the second turnbuckle, she wins the TBS championship, her family was in attendance, uh, this was fucking terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. This this was awful. And if Tony Khan wants a competitive women's division, this is not it. It's not it. it. Like, and, and listen, Jesse. A lot of a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this goes. Uh, th- this is Ruby to blame too. She didn't lead Jade. Uh, Ruby's not as good as uh, everybody thinks she is." I'm like, this is not. This is not Ruby's fault. This is not Ruby's fault Ruby, at all. Ruby Bryant is a tenured veteran. I'm not trying to hear that shit. Though. Yeah, not at all. It, it looked like. Jade's daughter was looking at this match like, wow, you won with this bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, it is what it is, guys. I don't want, I don't want to keep harping on it. Uh, I hope for the best with that TBS championship, but uh, that is not the right woman to be holding that championship right now. Not at all. This was terrible. Jade's little girl was gorgeous as hell, though. Beautiful little girl. I, 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 I agree. Jade, Jade dude, listen, I, I have no... No negativity towards Jade. I am a realist, okay? I want to see this division thrive. I want to see Jade thrive. AEW, within yeah. the next three or four months, bro, they could have the, they, they could easily have the best women's division in all of North America. What is Jade going to yeah. do then when Tony Storm comes in, when Ember Moon comes in, was when Tegan Knox potentially comes in? She is going to potentially be moved down the ladder, bro. And if she doesn't step up, she's easily going to be bypassed. Easily. She's going to get lost in that shuffle, yeah. man. I, she... I mean, I don't, I don't want Jade to get shoved down our throats because then you're gonna get fan pushback, and that's the last thing you want because then good luck trying to climb out of that hole. And right now she's being shoved. She is not worthy of the record that she has in AEW. They probably should have got off this undefeated kick and just you know got her a normal record. But now her record is something to behold. She's undefeated and a champion. Now she has to pass that to someone somehow. Yeah. And she's not she's not good enough in the ring to pass any mojo to someone. Because beating her does not seem like it has accomplished too much. Was she the schedule winner? Do you think she was the schedule winner from, from the beginning? Or uh, do you think Tony Khan kind of switched uh, coming out of this week? 
You know, it's 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 hard to say. It, it's easy to say that Ruby was the best wrestler she should have won, but look at Jade's record. Look at how she's been booked. Yeah. I mean, they had a plan for her. All right. So it's very possible that this was already the determined outcome. I'm I'm hearing rumors that TBS wanted Jade as their champion. I don't know this. I've never heard, you know, that official report. Um I could see Ruby winning it because she's the better wrestler, but at the same time, I can see Jade being more marketable because of her look alone. So we'll see. They love putting Jade on the, you know, on the highlight reels and bumpers for the network and everything. And you know, you know, she's she's very she's very uh, ominous when she enters a room and things like that. So I get it. But to the hardcore fans, which are us, which are the majority of their audience, she's not good enough and she's gonna lose credibility holding the title. Yeah, no, I agree. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's better coming out of this match and uh, with her title reign. We'll see what happens with her, but I'm not giving it uh, much hope at all with Jade Cargill being the TBS champion. Uh, Malachi Black. I actually forgot that this was a scheduled match up until this point, and then we then we saw the graphic, and I'm like, oh shit, we got Black and uh, and Brian Pillman Jr. here. Uh, but before that, before we get into that, Serena Deeb. Let's talk about Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb was. Uh, was interviewed by Jim Ross. I thought this was a great sit-down interview. This is uh, exactly what I want to see on this show. We got back-to-back women's segments here. Uh, he asked, JR asked, Deeb, what her issue is with Sheeta. Deeb asked if there's any woman on the roster at her level. Ross said, uh, it's a tough question to answer, but I, I don't really think there is. Deeb said they call her the professor of professional wrestling because I have a PhD in this shit. She said that she's paid enough dues for everyone in that locker room. She said she walked up into Tony Khan's office and demanded a match with Sheeta next week on Dynamite. She said she's going to take out 17 years of anger and frustration on Sheeta to a point where you won't be walking out on your own. This was an excellent interview and an excellent promo, right to the point, short and sweet. And it showed that uh, Serena Deeb is factoring into AW plans. And I'm very happy to see that. I really am. Yes, I mean, let me tell you what I saw in this interview. I saw a fantastic veteran female wrestler who is not very good on the microphone. So she was put in a very favorable situation with a promo that it looks like she either had help with or had done by someone, probably her buddy Punk. And she was put in the best position to help her with something that she's not great at. They highlight what she's good at and they try to hide her flaws. Put her in a room with Jim Ross, set up the ball, tee it up and let her swing out of the park. And she doesn't have to worry about crowd reactions or being nervous. She can just deliver it the way that she learned how to deliver it. And that's how you improve on promos. So the next time when she gets her confidence level up, she can do a promo like that in front of a live crowd. And then that's how you progress and that's how you that's how you that's how you show things that you're great at and hide the things that you're not. She's going to she's going to do good, man. Uh I'm very excited about her uh in that division and this is probably the best uh thing going right now in the women's division besides uh Britt Baker and what she's doing next with Thunder Rosa. So, uh it's going to be very very good. Uh Malachi Black, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh she was uh, Julia Hart was out there. She was out there with Brian Pillman Jr. She had an eye patch on. She yeah. was uh, pyresque tonight, Julia Hart. Yep. This was uh, a very quick match. Uh, really uh, not what I was expecting here. Uh, Pillman surprised Black early on, sent him to the floor, landing a diving drop kick. Black regained control during the commercial break. 
once we were back from commercial break, Black completely took out Pillman with a roundhouse kick. He was setting up for the Black Mass, but Pillman made a comeback, hit a jackhammer for a two-count. Uh, Pillman went for Air Pillman, but Black hit the spinning heel kick, the Black Mass for the one, two, three, and that was pretty much it. It was a very quick match, six minutes. Uh, after the match, Black uh, cornered Pillman uh, and Julia Hart in the ring. He actually walked out of the ring, and he kind of sensed Julia Hart was in the ring attending to Brian Pillman. He walked into the ring, and he kind of was, I guess, stalking Julia Hart in the moment. And then all of a sudden, the Lucha Brothers walked out after Black had attacked Pac. And we had the commentary team explain that that they were out there for Pac's revenge. So all of a sudden, the lights went out, and they somehow teleported Black from the ring to the aisleway, and he walked up the aisleway, and we never seen him again with the lights on. And and that was it. It was very weird. Uh, I don't know what was supposed to happen here. I don't know what they're doing as far as the Black storyline. But, Jesse, it, it feels to me like... You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange Black because he's a very creative guy, and, I, and I'm pretty sure he knows better than anybody where he wants to take this entire story. But it almost feels in, inconsequential. It feels un, unimportant, and it honestly feels like a WWE storyline where they don't know how to end it, they don't know when to end it, and they don't know what the ending is. Like I don't know what's like going on here. It feels like there's some missing and now moving parts yeah. to it because. Yeah. First off, where is Peck? If he's not on TV, my assumption is he's not in the States. So is 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 his travel being affected by what's going on? I don't know. And now we had the Lucha Brothers come out, but now we got a serious injury in the Lucha Brothers. So now is that a moving part? Did that now change where they're going to go with this? I could see both of those situations uh, affecting yeah. Black. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird that Peck is not on TV. So I don't... When you don't see him on TV like this, the first thing I go to is that he's not here. And he's probably not here for a reason. Travel is being restricted again. Is that an issue? I mean, I, I, if so, I was I would like for them to address it, you know, or maybe or maybe not. You know, we get spoiled with knowing everything. We don't have to fucking know everything. We can be surprised when he comes back. But it just seems like Pac should be on TV to help further this feud, and he's not. So my guess is he's not in the country. Yeah, I just, I don't know when this is going to end. Um, I don't know where it even is going. Uh, it feels like the whole Varsity Blondes feud was just materialized out of thin air. I, I don't know wh- what the end goal is here or or what the House of Black is planning to do, who's in it, what their plans are. Like, like I get Tony Khan only has so many hours of television, but Jesus fucking Christ, let, let's speed the thing up here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm already losing interest. I really am. I still- I still think Julia Hart turns. I think when she finally turns, she'll remove that eye patch to reveal her her eye makeup. I actually think that would be a great side. I think that would be, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not really surprising, but uh, a great visual. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I see the House of Black being uh, Brody King and Julia uh, Julia Hart. Yeah, maybe Buddy Matthews. Maybe Buddy Matthews comes in. I don't know. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, after this match, we got uh, Ruby Soho backstage, and she was being interviewed by Tony Schiavone, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter with uh, Rebel walked in. They were all uh, gloating that Ruby lost this match. Baker says this is the second time she couldn't win the big one. Soho said that's big talk for someone who can't win a match without the help from her two goons. She told Baker to go prepare for her match on Saturday and leave her alone. Baker attacked Soho. Riho ran in for the save. 
and the referees pulled them apart to a point where we got a tag team match on Rampage, which I will go over in just a second. We got QT Marshall and Aaron Solo backstage. Marshall said, Hook learned everything from him at his school. So now we know who trained uh, Mr. Hook here. He said all Hook did was show up late, leave early, eat chips, and stretch people. He says he doesn't know where he got that because his dad is such a great guy to deal with. Solo then said to Hook, Hook, stretch me if you can survive if I let you. That uh, didn't really so sound wrong. all that. Yeah, that sounded terrible. It sounded so wrong. I'm sure I'm sure the stretch me if you can line is going to be clipped on social media. And Aaron Solo will be a meme for the rest of eternity on Twitter. But um, Jesse, you know what the most telling thing about this uh, QT Marshall promo is? After this promo finished, they showed a graphic for Hook versus Aaron Solo. And the crowd erupted in the background for Hook. I, I think... <laughs> I think it's about time we get Hook and the Hookers, Jesse, on Dynamite. Nope. I, I, look, get them on back. Look, slowly. Fucking slow. Do not give us too much Hook, bro. The more Hook you give us, the more we'll break it down as to what's wrong with Hook. The yeah. last time they gave us Hook, Hook him out there and no-sold, and that was a whole fucking fiasco. Listen, man, you know, a lot of people made a big deal about that no-sell of the fucking uh, pile driver from, uh, who, who was it, Bear Bronson? Who, who did he wrestle? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I mean, it was it was a throwback to his father. You know how many times his father did that in ECW? That's, who gives that's a shit? the point. Hook, Hook has not earned the stripes of his father just yet. Can't be no-selling veterans. I like it. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're looking to make this guy as over as possible. So they figured, yeah, let's do that. You know, let's do that spot. But, you know, I, everything they're doing with Hook right now, great. Don't blow your load on Hook. Give us as little Hook as possible. Keep him working in the in the gym. Keep him training. And he's going to get better with every showing. The more you show us him, we're going to find more flaws in him. Leave Hook alone. He's l- l- listen, man. Listen, man. If we can't send Hook, we're going to send Veer. Okay. Oh God, Jesus! Christ. We're gonna send Veer Mahal. This should this this should be. I mean, I, I, dude, this should be the slowest build to a superstar ever. You have all the time in the world. The guy's not going anywhere as far as leaving when his contract is up. The guy's only gonna get better. He's over with the crowd. Just give us hook in 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 as sparingly as possible, and he's only gonna get more over. He's only gonna get more over. Bro, you know what I hope they do? I hope that WWE. Puts Veer in the Royal Rumble and then shows up on Monday Night Raw and, and Hook is uh, still got those graphics coming to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it, it should be his new gimmick now. It's got to be his gimmick. Alexa Bliss is back on Raw before Veer is. There is no way Veer can show up and live up to this fucking hype, bro. I'm telling you, Veer is going to be my new favorite wrestler, man. I don't give a shit what he does in the ring, man. He's just going to be he's just going to be there and uh, he's going to do his thing. And it's just yep. uh, it's weirdly and bizarrely working for this guy. It, it is. This guy should be a very, very special project. Guys like him, Dante Martin, varies. I think Dante Martin. Oh, you're talking about Hook. I'm close. talking about fucking Veer, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, think Dante, I think Dante Martin is a little overexposed because they, they, they love showing us what he can do. And, you know, it's great. I just want these guys to not, just, just not get overshown. And then, I mean, Hook could not be booked any better as of right now. As of right now, the more you give them to us, don't do it, bro. Don't do it. I mean, what's the hurry? 
you have main event talent. You have mid card talent. Hook is is only going to get better while he's training. So so so, so what this, what you what you're telling me is you want long term hooking is what you want. Look, look, oh my god, I liked it. What yeah. the hell? That's great. Yeah. Uh, listen, that's, bro. Um, that's great. I, I, I don't I don't know if Hook can measure up to a Von Wagner though, bro. I don't know. Oh, but not, but not, let's not get carried away. You know, but I would save Hook for a a good a good a good big multi man match like a big like a like a like a ladder match or a rumble, something like that. Let that be his coming out party, like in a year from now, where he's like now busting onto the scene and title contentions. For right now, leave him on rampage. Put him on dark a little bit. I haven't seen him on dark yet. You know, let him let him let him work things out, man. He's only gonna get better. He's got him. He's got his father working with him. He's got the nightmare family working with him. Hook is gonna be a superstar one day. A superstar. He is. Like you said, just give him time. Be patient with him. Don't overexpose him. You know, all the, uh, just follow what WWE uh, usually does and don't do it. That's all. Do, do the opposite. Yeah, do the opposite you know? of what Bruce does. <laughs> yeah, do, do the opposite. Uh, so uh, Rampage is Adam Culver's Jake Atlas. This is obviously already filmed because they did it right after Dynamite. Uh, Jake Atlas suffered that injury. We don't know the severity of it. Adam Culver's Jake Atlas. Hook versus Aaron Solo. Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Riho and Ruby Soho. I believe there's a fourth match. On that, uh, I think the uh, six-man tag with Eddie Kingston and uh, Proud and Powerful versus 2.0 and Danny Garcia. I think that's also on the show as well for Rampage Friday. So a loaded Rampage. Then we got Saturday's Battle of the Belts. Jess, you going to be with me during Battle of the Belts or no? Uh, what's Saturday? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I, I think I will. All right. I think I will. So Jesse will be here Saturday during Battle of the Belts. I will be live on Off the Script. We got only two matches announced so far. It's only a one-hour show, which is kind of lame. But uh, we got Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. And Britt Baker will defend the AEW Women's Championship against Riho. So that's coming. Maybe one more match to be added to that show. Uh, I don't know what uh, Tony Khan will add, but we will see that on Saturday. And then Dynamite next week, Punk versus Wardlow, Sheeta versus Deeb. And they just added Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Listen, man, uh, this uh, this match is not diverse enough, bro. I, I, I don't nope. have a lot of diversity in this match. Nope, not at all. No. Get rid of it. Yeah, get rid of it. We got yeah, it, be, it better not be a female referee in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no Aubrey Edwards in that match, please, man. I think it's uh, not diverse enough for everybody on social media. Uh, but we got huh. that for Dynamite next week and um, should be a good show, as always. We got the main event, AEW Tag Team Championships, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage versus the Lucha Brothers. This is Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes. Uh, this was, uh, I, I don't know, Jess, I'm very indifferent towards this. This was a, this was a spot fest, uh, to say the least. Uh, I, uh, I did not enjoy this. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, I did not enjoy it. I don't know if it was just the severity of the injury that we saw at the end of the match, uh, but I, I did not enjoy what we saw here in the main event. I I, I enjoyed the the match for what it was. I mean, it was a you know match by the numbers, you know, for a lucha, you know, lucha brothers match. You know, I mean, what do we expect? You know, we're gonna get like a we're gonna get a spot fest. It's just a matter of we're gonna get a mini spot fest or a big drug out spot fest. But this is what they do. But yeah, the ending. See, it, I, I'm a firm believer in the way you end the match is going to dictate your overall feeling of the match, and yeah. the match just, just did not end well. That's for what me. I. That's now, what I think is uh, is happening with yeah. me. 
Yeah, and now I don't want to put this all on them because a gruesome injury like that kind of catches any and everybody off guard. So when you have to go through something like that, you got to call audibles and changes, and it's not going to always come out roses. So I get that part. I get that part. So if, if the Lucha Brothers were set to retain and then this spot happened, then clearly you cannot keep the titles on because you got to get them off of them. So I get it. You know, it's crap changes. You now the, the tag team's coming out and standing on the rampway. That was Monday Night Raw-ish, you know, all over the place. So, um, but for the match itself, I didn't have a problem with it. It was what I expected. You got Jungle Boy out there. You got Luchasaurus. He's going to do big Luchasaurus, dinosaur shit. They did what we expected, and it wasn't terrible. It was just the ending just did not go the way anyone wanted it to at all. No, um, they started off with a back and forth. Phoenix and Jungle Boy did. To start this match, uh, Phoenix won out on that. He took advantage of Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus and Penta tagged in. He did some uh, chops, and they did the whole glove gimmick with Penta. And Luchasaurus landed one of his own chops. And then their partners came in, took each other out. Jungle Boy went for a step-up, double arm drag. But then uh, the other guys of uh, each team, they hit arm drags on each other. So it was just a, a flurry of arm drags here with... Jungle Boy, Phoenix, Luchasaurus, and Pentagon. Luchasaurus looked to take control with his size and strength. He was outnumbered by the Lucha Bros. Jungle Boy tagged in, fought off both guys, and Phoenix surprised him with a tightrope soccer kick. We got a commercial break. Uh, Luchasaurus is making a comeback from the commercial break against both guys. The champions then took over, and we got some thrust kicks before... A huge splash from Phoenix, an assisted splash by Phoenix with the help of Pentagon. Jungle Boy then vaulted over Luchasaurus, hit a diving destroyer on Phoenix, which looked fucking gruesome as Luchasaurus hit a Death Valley driver on Penta. It's probably the best spot of the entire match, in my opinion. Phoenix hit a destroyer on Luchasaurus, which looked crazy. Penta hit Made in Japan on Jungle Boy, which looked great. They were about to nail their combination finisher. The package pile driver stomp off the top rope. The lights go out. The lights went out. And this is where, Jesse, I thought we were going to see Malachi Black with Brody King. This is where I thought we were going to see a, a new debut for AEW, and nothing happened. Lights went, lights came back on, and nobody was there. I'm kind of I'm glad it didn't happen right there. A, a Brody King debut probably wouldn't have popped anybody. Either they were a chance for Brody King. Were there? I didn't yeah. hear those. Yeah. Okay. Lucha Brothers maintained control. They took care of Luchasaurus before Penta hit the Fear Factor pile driver on the apron, which, uh, I mean, again, just fucking gruesome the way Jungle Boy's head hit the apron. Combo Fear Factor followed for a great near fall. Abrahantes was so pissed that the Lucha Brothers could not get the job done. He starts pulling the ringside uh, timekeeper's table and sets it into position. He takes the black cloth off of it. And Christian chased him off. I actually, Jesse, and I know you thought the same thing. This was this was a perfect setup for a Christian heel turn here, which I thought was yeah. going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the heel turn was slightly teased a while ago. I mean, it appears that they're not going to do it, or maybe they changed their mind on it. But this seemed to be the perfect setup for a heel turn. And, and look, maybe that was the case, because Christian Cage did seem quite a bit out of place when the, with the runaway and the comeback. And then he was down talking to the referee. I saw him talking to the referee. I think they might have changed that ending. Maybe he was supposed to cost them the tag titles right there. 
I'm seriously believing that he was supposed to cost them the tag titles, but they had to change and call the audible because of everything that was going on. Yeah, I uh, I could see that, but uh, Christian Cage chased uh, Abrahantes up the ramp into the back pen to try a super kick on Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus was teasing, falling through the table from the super kick off the apron. Phoenix tried, but Luchasaurus caught him. And then this is where the gruesome, absolutely fucking gruesome spot, one of the worst things I've ever witnessed on live television for a pro wrestling show. Luchasaurus caught him and chokeslammed him through the table, and you didn't notice it immediately. He's like, ah, that's a great table spot. But when they showed the replay, oh, my God. This guy's arm bent in ways that I would never wish it upon anybody, man. This guy legitimately, uh, the human anatomy is not supposed to bend that way. And uh, I'm sure you guys know, you watch the show tonight. I'm sure you see it all over Twitter. This guy's arm bent backwards, and he absolutely, no doubt about it, broke his arm. Oh, my God. I, I, I had Theismann I had memories it's all over the place. I legitimately, dude. and I'm not afraid to admit this, man. I, I, want, I was actually starting to tear up because I was fucking afraid for his well-being. I really was. This, oh, shit, that, was, this that, shit was terrible. That looked like excruciating yeah. pain. He, I, I soon, I we, didn't even see, like, we didn't even see it until the replay uh, from a different vantage point showed it. But we seen the choke oh. slam. We see Ray Phoenix laying there. It's like it looked like a regular table spot. But all of a sudden, he, st- he does one of these deals. He's pointing to his arm. I'm like, this guy's hurt. This guy's hurt. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he tore something. But Jesus, fuck. When they showed the replays, guys arm bent in fucking ways that, uh, I mean, you only see in video games. I mean. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, may- look, maybe... Maybe, I mean, I'm not like saying this would be much better, but maybe the arm bone itself is fine. Maybe ah, it was I can't even, the, I can't even listen to you talk elbow. about it, bro. Oh, my God. It's, it's, just, it's, it's so fucking, it's so. It's gruesome. Yeah, it, it's, it, was, it was bad. And if you guys watch, yeah. you, you guys know what I'm talking about and, uh, and know exactly how I feel. Um, Penta, uh, after all of this, uh, and Jungle Boy in the ring, uh, he went for a kill switch. Penta countered. Uh, into Made in Japan, Jungle Boy surprised uh, Penta with the cradle, and they won the championships and won the match in the main event of Dynamite. Uh, I do believe that the Lucha Brothers were scheduled to win this match uh, in some way, and I believe an audible was called here because there's no fucking way that the Lucha Brothers would be able to defend those tag team titles with Ray Phoenix uh, having one arm. So the Lucha Brothers lose the tag team titles here. Uh, Jesse, did this injury to Ray Phoenix take away from uh, Jurassic Express winning the tag team titles for the first time? And how do you feel about them leading the division? I- is it the right time? Are they at a point where you could uh, see it and feel it? Because I remember you and I were talking about Jurassic Express early, early on. They were incredibly over. Do you feel that same way now, now that they're tag team champions? I do not. I do not. I think they have lost momentum and which leads me to believe they were not supposed to win here, especially with a fucking roll up. Yeah. I mean, that is not the way that they were going to crown them as champions, but you got to go with the flow, bro. This is professional wrestling. This is this shit happens. Yep. This shit happens. So putting the titles on Lucha uh, on um, Jurassic Express, not the worst thing in the world. These guys, are, I mean, Jungle Boy is more over than just about anybody. Um, Luchasaurus is, is, is beloved and endeared. Um, they will be just fine. And they'll be workhorse champions. And there's plenty of feuds lined up for a baby face tag team. Right now. So yeah. Yeah. They'll, I, they'll do just fine. I mean, they, um, they may end up being transitional champions for all we know. We, we, we don't know. You know, Tony Khan may, uh, be coming up with plans as we speak. All the tag teams in the division 
came out on the ramp. You got 2.0 out there. You got Undisputed Era out there. You got the Acclaimed. You got, uh, you know, Proud and Powerful. Jericho sitting in the bleachers. Black is sitting up there as well. Um, so, obviously, they had time to kill. They didn't anticipate the Ray Phoenix injury. A lot of people were asking, why did they send all the tag teams out? They looked a little bit weird. Uh, but they had, like, uh, an extra two minutes to kill. So, Tony Khan's like, uh, uh, let's round up everybody and get everybody out there and uh, show everybody that our tag team division is still great. So, yeah. um it looked like they looked like they they had to fill the time for the go home spot yeah. for the you know, for the for the actual planned ending. So I'm I'm I seriously believe that this was Christian Cage's heel turn moment to cost them the titles. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was um this was bad. Uh, the match itself was fine. Uh, the the spot was fucking completely unnecessary. This late in the match, that table spot was absolutely not needed for this match. No. And it really raises, and listen, I'm not going to tell anybody what, what, what to do or how, how to wrestle. I mean, Ray Phoenix and, and, and Pentagon are fucking incredible at what they do. Um, but do you think, Jesse, before we get to the Super Jesse, do, do you think that their style needs to be somewhat changed? I mean, it seems like every fucking week there's like a, a fucking gasp of breath at what these guys do when they're in the ring. Like, do, does their style need to change and do we not need to start seeing a little bit more traditional tag team wrestling from them? Because, or not just them. I don't want to just place blame on them. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams in AEW do the same thing. It's all high risk and fucking chaos. There's no semblance of tag team wrestling. I don't half the time. I don't even know who the fucking legal man is. I honestly think Tony Khan needs to fucking slow things down when it comes to tag team wrestling. I like you know you know what I like. I like FTR. I like I like traditional tag team wrestling. I like smarts. I like. Uh, a very analytical fucking team that's going to dissect you and play the tag team game right. I'm not expecting the Lucha Brothers to do FTR, but I mean, we we need to slow shit down. We really do. Yeah, I mean this this is this incident is going to fall under the you know hindsight's 2020 you know folder. I mean, because if nothing would have gone wrong in that spot, nobody be talking about it right now because yeah. it's nowhere near the first table spot that they've done and. I agree in the sense of there's no need for a spot like that unless it has like a reason and a bigger and a bigger picture for it. My guess is the reason for the spot was to put Ray Phoenix out of the match, maybe even Luchasaurus as well, as far as both of them, and then leave it to Jungle Boy and Penta. And then as you know, Jungle Boy was gonna win, then have Cage come in and mess it all up and then put your brothers retain. To me, that's what it looked like. You, you gotta, you gotta knock Phoenix out of the equation. That was gonna be the spot, and it looked like instead of Christian Cage coming in, you can see him chit chatting with the ref and everything else. They just decided to go home, no turn, just move the titles over, and we'll go. That's what it appeared like it happened to me, but I don't know. But again, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. If nothing would have went wrong, nobody be the spot. So I don't want to sit and say they shouldn't be doing this. They're pro wrestlers, and, they, and they've made a name for themselves on the high-flying moves. I mean, what do you want me to say, man? Shit happens. You know, it, it, if you can't trust Ray Phoenix to, you know, do the high-flying spots without getting hurt, who can you trust? Listen, man, I guess that's why it's uh, zero fear, right? Yeah. But, yeah, what what tough luck for Ray. He's had, a, he's had a tough go at it as far as injuries go, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, always. And listen, man, you know, I texted Brian XL of House of Glory. I'm like, you know, Ray Phoenix just broke his arm on Dynamite. He's like, wow. And they were the scheduled act for uh, for February's House of Glory show. I, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. 
I don't think that's going to happen anymore. So we got to we got to alter plans once again. So I got to get my uh, my thinking cap on and come up with some ideas, man. But uh, it is what it is. We got new tag team champions. Uh, It was uh, not the best episode of Dynamite. Uh, It was good enough for, um, you know, for a debut. It was uh, action packed with a great world championship match, a promo between Punk and MJF. Uh, a wild tag team match. We got uh, a new TBS champion. It was very newsworthy, but I think we've seen better dynamites. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on your Wednesday night. We're going to go over the super chats in just a second. We hit a thousand likes, so I thank you guys for that. Thank you very much, man. It helps me out greatly. Continue to hit that thumbs up if you're in the chat and have not done so. Continue to get your super chats in. We got six new VIPs tonight, man. That's what I like to see. Thank you for trusting the podcast and becoming a VIP right here on Off The Script. And follow us on social media. You see Jesse's out on the screen right there. And follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Let's start at the top here. We got uh, Tony Brown, my boy Tony Brown. With a four ninety nine super chat show hasn't started, and I guarantee it's the best podcast. Period. OTS for life. JD and Jesse, thank you, Tony Brown. Thank you. Normally, we have uh, several people in the venue, and uh, I haven't uttered a word yet, and we already uh, are number one, which is great. It's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, Stephen May with a UK five dollar super chat. The closing sequence of the TBS women's title match pretty much showed that Jade just isn't ready for a title. She needs more work. Absolutely agree, Stephen. The whole match. Never mind the ending sequence. The whole match. The whole match. The whole match, bro. Never mind the closing sequence. I thought the closing sequence was going to fucking kill one of them. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Adam Cole and Malachi Black will face each other at full gear for the TNT title. I hope you're right. They had a great match at TakeOver Philadelphia. Remember that? No DQ match in Philly? Awesome match. Micah with a one ninety nine super chat, bro. I think Ray Phoenix broke his arm on the table spot. Micah, he did. Not, no way. He did. I don't know what you were watching, bro. But uh, when somebody's arm bends backwards like that, I think it's a break. Uh, Tan May. Tan May is the only member that is a VIP with a golden microphone. This guy's a fucking oh. beast, bro. Uh, oh. Australia, Mike seven ninety nine super chat. I hope Ray gets better. Table spot was unnecessary. Indeed, it was Tan May. Indeed, it was. Um, we got Ulysses Smith with a $5 super chat. It was cool at first, but I don't know if I want the biggest match of the night to always come on first when they do them on Dynamite. I don't know. I guess it's just me. Uh, Ulysses, we talked about that in the open, bro. If Tony Khan wanted to give the fans the illusion that it could go an hour because he is now brought in judges, it needed to open the show. If this match went on at 9.40, like the tag team title match did, then what is the need for the judges? The illusion of the one hour is not there anymore. Tony Khan booked it the way it needed to be booked. Hopefully that answers your question. Well, you guys got to think about it from a logical standpoint. If he has started the the, um, the hour-long match at the second hour, holy shit. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, Sequoia, you this fucking guy, man. Oh, my goodness, man. Holy shit. This guy, man, surprising me out of nowhere, man. This guy's better than a fucking perfect RKO, Osequee. 
Wow. $500 Super Chat. Wow. Leaves me speechless, man. Now I got to take Jesse out for a fucking flaming on dinner when I come to Chicago. Yeah, man, really? Yeah, we're going to make a reservation at that fucking steak (laughs) restaurant, man, and not go to fucking Outback. Here's to a great 2022 for OTS. One day, I'll actually have to figure out how to re-up 24 months and get that gold microphone. Keep up the tremendous work. Brother, listen, man. You leave me speechless every time, man. You do. I wish you and your family and your career, man. I hope you're fucking thriving and killing it. I wish you nothing but the best, brother. Nothing. Hopefully, you uh, are able to come out to one of these meet and greets. Uh, whether it's uh, Vegas, I'll be in Vegas for Double or Nothing. Uh, I may be in Orlando for Revolution. I'll be in Atlantic City for Dynamite. We're doing a meet and greet down there, which I'll announce in the next coming week or so. Uh, but if you're out at one of these things, man, listen, bro, I'm taking you out to dinner and drinks are on me and Hoop Media. Seriously. Unbelievable. I appreciate you, bro. What was I talking about? I fucking lost all track. Train the thought, man. I know. That's what he does, man. RKO out of nowhere. 500 bomb, bro. What were we talking about? Um, We were uh, talking about... You were uh, mentioning about uh, the uh, Brian and Danielson match because uh, Ulysses uh, said, I don't know why it went off first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you... So, from a logical standpoint, if you put it on second and it's supposed to be an hour-long match, well, if it goes an hour, judge else. If you put all the other title matches and the other matches first to get ready for this this match, what if the match only goes 10 minutes? Where's the rest of your show? Yeah. Where's the rest of your show? You, you have it going first, and then if it goes the full hour and things have to get cut, then you say, hey, you know, this match has to get pushed to next week because this match went long. But if you save it for an hour and it goes 20, 30 minutes, what are you going to do for the rest of the show? I agree. Hopefully that answers your question, Mr. Ulysses Smith. Uh, Susan D'Ambrosio, re-upping for four months. I just, I feel like you just re-upped, Susan, but thank you. Much love, J.D. and Jesse. I think Ruby was robbed. Jade Cargill winning the TBS title is bullshit. And what do you think of the outcome of the tag team match? I think we uh, we answered all those questions in the uh, review, Susan. Hopefully we got, uh, I know you got your membership in at the beginning of the show. Hopefully we answered your questions. Susan is one of my trusted minds over on my on my, you go. my channel, man. There you go. Susan's awesome. Olegrim with a five dollar super chat. Poor Ray Phoenix spot was unnecessary. Indeed, it was, bro. Was that a poo stain on Jericho's hair? I don't know. Maybe he dyed his hair, man. He's going gray. Don't know what the big deal is. I'm going gray. I'll be uh, I'll be using just for men in about a fucking year or two, bro. Look at me. You know. Uh, Cargill now is that botch instead of that bitch. MJF and Punk's promo was gold and doo-hop. Hashtag get off my TV. You talking about Grimm's brother? Doo-hop? What did he do now? Doo-hop's always been nice to me, man. Uh, doo-hop's cool. Killing Me Smalls becomes a member in the venue. First timer, man. What are you drinking? First round's on me for becoming a VIP. Alcora Strange Lee with a 1999 Super Chat. Yo, JD, I sent you an email last night to check out the projects that I built. Shout out to the OTS family and prayers for Ray Phoenix. Also, I thought we were getting a Christian turn tonight. Uh, you and I and Jesse thought the same thing, Alcora. And I did get the emails. Uh, I did check it out. Uh, I am terrible with my email. I will be replying to you within the next, uh, 
I would say 12 hours. Either tonight or tomorrow morning, bro. Week. Excuse me. What? 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 Oh, what? No, no, shut your mouth. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. Ulysses Smith with a $5 super chat looking at how bad that Jade BS Ruby Soho match was. And the big swole BS. Thunder Rosa definitely should have been in that match, I think. Uh, yeah. Thunder Rosa, before, man. Can't get any better. About, yeah, say about Thunder Rosa, guys. Don't worry about Thunder Rosa. She's protected. She, they have plans for her, and she's going to be at the top. There's no need to worry about Thunder Rosa's booking. Ted Evans becomes a new member in the venue. Ted Evans, what are you drinking, bro? Rounds on me. Thank you. Love when someone becomes a member, man, and shows commitment to the venue. Uh, the glorious one where Fadal Superjad, Jade was the right choice to win. No, she wasn't. Whoever beats Jade for the TBS title will be mint and put over. No, they won't. Ruby Soho better at chasing the title. Hashtag just saying. No, she's not. No, she's not. I don't even want to see Ruby chase. I don't want to see Ruby chase either. She's a loser. Yeah. No. Uh, Ahoy Princeton with a $10 super chat. CM Punk will probably bring up that MJF is the only pillar not to win any gold. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Marcus Gunn with a $5 super chat. TK had Jade become TBS Women's Champion all along, JD and Jesse. I should have seen this coming. Uh, the way, like Jesse said, the way she was has been booked for uh, the last year and a half. It may have been the plan from the beginning. So who the fuck are we to know what Tony Khan did? Only he knows. Uh, Jonathan Rendon becomes a member in the venue for the first time. Jonathan, what are you drinking, brother? And don't tell me H2O. Rounds on me. Munchy time with a 499 Super Chat. Prayers to Ray Phoenix and wishing him a speedy recovery. I had to look away on that final replay on that table spot. Absolutely unnecessary. Yes, it was totally unnecessary. Tony Khan with a $2 Super Chat. I am the greatest booker ever. I don't know about ever, but uh, Booker of the Year for 2021 and 2020? Yes, absolutely. Israel with a $5 Super Chat. TK does it again. What a show from start to finish. And the Brian Danison Hangman match was a bloodbath between two. It was way better than the first match. Uh, I could see that, man. I'm not going to argue that. Not it's, a, it's just a preference thing. Yeah. Mr. Premium with a 499 Super Chat. I didn't even realize what happened to Phoenix until I saw your tweet. Surprised I didn't see the spot when it happened live. Freaking crazy, man. I, uh, premium. I don't know how you didn't see it, man. I mean, uh, if you looked away after the first replay, you missed it. But if you stuck around and your eyes were fixated on the fucking replay, uh, you uh, turned away in fucking sheer terror like I did. We got Edder Augustamar. And Christopher Caldwell becoming members to the venue, man. Thank you guys very much. What are you drinking, man? I recommend some nice Jack honey. I do. Awesome stuff. I know Jesse's a crown apple type of guy. So am I. I, I, I hate that stuff. I, that, that honey Jack, I hate it with a passion. Man. We got uh, Randy B with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Jade winning is going to hurt the legitimacy of that title. She's way too green. What happens when she gets in the ring with skilled women? She will be exposed, like Jesse and I said, Randy. Uh, the more women Tony Khan brings in that are very seasoned and veterans, uh, she will be uh, moved down the ladder very, very quickly. She better 
get caught up fast. Bro, why is Issa in the chat? I fired her last week. Uh, Issa is still in Puerto Rico, I believe, bro. Okay, good. You, you better you keep been, your mouth shut, man. You've been a future endeavored. Uh, Issa is know. not. Issa is not future endeavored, man. Bro, I hired her. I'm firing her, bro. She's never Listen, man, with Osequi, with Osequi and this big bomb, when Issa gets back from New from uh, her vacation, bro, her, her and I have to go have several cold beverages. Why? She doesn't work, man. Yeah, she does. She's a very hardworking woman. What are you talking about? She is not working in this chat. How do you know? Because she's never here, bro. I'm, I'm right here. The man, uh, it, it's uh, she, she is a woman of many talents. What are you talking about? Bro, she's sending me fucking pictures and, and, and shit on her Twitter and everything. She's in the Bahamas and she's in the island. You know where she's not serving drinks. You leave me for that shit. Listen, bro, if you could wake up with a fucking ocean view every morning, would you leave Puerto Rico? Uh, if it was my job, yeah. No. Look, she even, she even, I'm going to read her super chat now because she just did a 499 super chat. Happy New Year, boys. Wishing you both all the views, likes, and subs. XOXOXO. Heart emoji. See? Something to work. Jeez. Randy B, nah, thank you. Fire. Randy B, thank you for your $5, man. Omega Kong with a $20 super chat. Every time I'm down, Jesse and JD and the OTS family have cheered me up forever. Thank you. Please send prayers. Going to New York City tomorrow. My aunt, my second mom passed away. Funeral Saturday. She took me to my first wrestling match. Omega Kong, man. I hate hearing that, bro. I, ha- I hate hearing that, man. Listen, everybody in the venue. Gather together and give me some prayer emojis for Omega Kong, man. He's coming to my city tomorrow. He needs some strength and he needs some uh, pr- some prayers heading his way. We're here, Omega. I'm glad that you find some escape in the podcast on Wednesdays. Awesome. Edder. Well, they find all super chat says nothing. Thank you, brother. Israel with a $10 Super Chat. I thought the Lucha Brothers Jurassic match started slow, but it ended up a little surprised by the outcome. I didn't agree with the Jade Ruby match. I thought Ruby would win the match in some way. Uh, Yeah, I thought she was going to win the match as well, bro, but uh, she didn't. But she didn't. Uh, Raisin Brand with the $100 Super Chat from earlier. Uh, Jesse, the idea of William Regal becoming the first on-screen GM for AEW... Uh, he doesn't know if it's a good idea or not. What do you think about it? Because if there's one man I'd love to see a GM on AEW, it would be William Regal. I would, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know if I want to mess up or or not mess up. I don't know if I want to change the whole dynamic of the show like that by adding a GM. Um, but man, I would love to have Regal in AEW in some form or another. I, I just want to see him working with the talent in the back first and foremost. Yeah. But um, I've got some tweets and DMs and well, some really good ideas on how to use Regal. And the best one that I've had was have him um, run dark and have him manage the new talent and the talent that comes in for their one-offs and things like that. Scout, um, send the ones that should be sent for more matches, send them through Regal and his team and send them the, you know, it, it, you can do so much basically make dark and dark elevation is his form of NXT. Bro, do you realize do, do you do you realize that they fired William Regal of all people, somebody that has 
what, 40 years of fucking experience in this in this industry? And they got rid of him because he was Team Paul Levesque. Do you believe that? Do people believe do 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 people believe me now? I mean, their their agenda is quite clear. I hope who you know whoever ultimately pulled the, the trigger on this one are looking at the reactions of social media about this and regretting what they did with William Regal. You know, I, I want you guys I want you guys to know that not one single entity in the entire IWC reported that they were getting rid of everybody that was Team Paul Levesque. Now, today, Fightful reported that they were firing people because they were part of Triple H's team. Jesse's been saying this for as long as I've known him. I've been saying this for the last 12 months. Where the fuck has everybody uh, been? Yep. Like, yep. like what, what are you guys, living under a fucking rock? Yep. That was, I mean, hey, this guy, has, I mean, these guys called it for the longest of time. Got hate for it. And then, now they're reporting it. Yeah. And then people are claiming to me, oh, you you know, you're like a jaded ex-girlfriend. Get over it. No, I'm not going to get over it. After last night's Braun Breaker entrance, people consider that Shawn Michaels is still in charge. Do you honestly think about this for a second? Do you honestly think Shawn Michaels is in charge and gave the green light and the thumbs up for Braun Breaker to not once but twice destroy the old NXT black and gold logo in a fucking ring entrance? What are you fucking out of your mind? Like, how much pride did these people have in what they did with Triple H? Why would yeah. they allow that? Yeah, they could. They couldn't wait to fire everybody. I'm surprised the people that are still there are still there. I'm surprised Shawn Michaels hasn't been fired. I'm surprised that Shawn Michaels isn't fired either. I'm surprised Matt Bloom isn't fired. I'm surprised Sarah Del Rey is not fired. Yeah, you know, and for the the people, you know, there's people that complain about the way that you complain about. Um, WWE and everything else, and you want to call him a, like a you know a jaded ex girlfriend. Like, you know what it is, is that he's you know JD talks like a a jaded wrestling fan that's been shit on for years yeah. by WWE. I don't you don't hear me coming out and and actively bashing him as bad as he does because like I told him before, I stopped caring, bro. I legitimately don't care what WWE uh, does with any of their talent. I'll come out and make jokes about them, you know, and laugh about it. But I don't I don't care if they improve or not, because they don't care. They don't care. So why should I? I stop being invested in the new talent that comes through. I stop being invested in guys that I do actually like in WWE because I know they're going to get killed or buried in some way or another. So why why set myself up for the letdown? I just stop caring, bro. I don't give a shit. And I'll laugh when they fuck up. If they do great things, great. I'll consider coming back. But for right now, I just don't care. Bro, they fired Road Dog and his brother, Scott Armstrong, who was a part of the NXT uh, management team. Do you believe that? Yes. It's, 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 it's <laughs> yes. fucking amazing, man. <laughs> Holy shit. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, Raisin Brand, thank you for your 100 bomb, bro. Hopefully we uh, gave you a nice discussion there. Appreciate you, brother. Phil becomes a member for two months. Thank you, man. Danielson and Hangman killed it. I love that everyone was expecting Brody King tonight but didn't get it. It'll only make his debut that much more special. Uh, there you are. Uh, they're wasting time, bro. Hopefully it happens soon. Uh, Hugh G. Rection. Still one of my favorite names in the Super Chat. With a 499 Super Chat. JD, my man, Thunder. Should have been in the finals, whether it was 
against Ruby or Jade. So whoever pins Rosa would look more of a star. Still a great show. Yeah, that's what Jesse and I said. I mean, whoever pinned Thunder Rosa, uh, if Ruby beat Thunder Rosa, it would have taken nothing away from Thunder Rosa. And you could have done exactly what you did in the Jade match with Mercedes to ruin Thunder Rosa from the finals. Yeah. It really didn't make sense to me. That spot, that spot I had Britt Baker doing. Yeah. Just to get Thunder to, you yeah. know, to Britt Baker. But if they brought in Mercedes Martinez, that is fine. If they want to, you know, switch and do Thunder Rosa versus Martinez, that is A-OK with me. But it just should have been Thunder Rosa and Ruby Solo. Yeah. Jerry Ramey with a $20 super chat. I'd like to see Brian do a long heel world title reign like he did during his 15-month reign in 2005-2006 in Ring of Honor. Brian's going to be in the world championship discussion in three, or at least once in the three years he's there. We are getting Punk versus Brian for a world title. It's going to happen. That's going to be their stadium main event. Either that or uh, Okada is going to be involved in their stadium event, in the main event. One or the other. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Hughes connection with a five dollar super chat. Thoughts on Bischoff saying no one will care about Hangman and Danielson because there's no story. Sounds like a clown to me. Eric Bischoff has lost all validity. With everybody that listens to him because he comes off nothing more than a fucking hater. He, he's, Nobody he's, cares he, about he, hearing yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. He, he's he's following the typical narrative in the community. Let me hate on AEW because it's going to get me views. I guess the 83 weeks has run its course, right, Bischoff? Now you got to join in on uh, all the AEW hating because it's the only thing keeping your fucking podcast relevant. Great job. And it gets him on stupid wedding segments in yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was real entertaining. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Captain Solo, seven months. Thank you for recommitting to the venue. Who was, is a better worker? Great Kali, Giant Gonzalez, or Omas? My pillow. If I had to choose one, though, if you had a gun to my head, if I had to choose one. Hey, who are the three? Great Kali, Giant Gonzalez, and Omar. Can I get Braun Strowman in there at least? Uh, bro, I'm gonna have to go with Giant Gonzalez. Really? At least his outfit kind of fit the part. Yeah, I refuse to pick one of those. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Frank Sen with a Canadian five dollar super chat. Nyla Rose has a wife. Yeah. So who is she? Confusion of the highest order. I, I, bro, I don't, I don't meddle in people's personal affairs, bro. Nyla Rose, as long as Nyla Rose is happy, so what? Nyla Rose is not married in the ring, so the, who cares? Any concern of ours, man? Ross fifty one with a four ninety nine super chat. AEW was awesome tonight. JD, are you going to AEW in Atlantic City in February? No, but I will be holding a meet and greet at one of my favorite bars, not too far from the venue. I will be announcing that in the weeks to come. Did idiot? What the fuck? Huh? Done. Carry on. This bad microphone. Uh, the best in the world. Five dollars super chat. Have you seen the new Wyndham vignettes? The date two two twenty two comes up. That's a Wednesday. I hope it. Ha- I don't know. Wait. What are we talking about? Wyndham well, vignettes. Where? where did you see these Wyndham vignettes? Is it on his Twitter, Jesse? You got to do investigative work, man. Go to his Twitter. I'm looking. Hold on. Go to his Twitter. Best in the world. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, man. Jesse's on it. Uh, Ricardo Linnell with an 18-month recommitment, bro. You are fucking amazing, man. Thank you so much. MGF isn't going anywhere. He's doing a world-class troll job on WWE. At the end of his contract, he will remain AEW. 
OTS number one, then, now, and forever. Thank you, Ricardo. Buddy. There's nothing on his Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. Buddy in the chat. I hope to see you there, man. I'll be announcing that in the week. Uh, Greg Wimmer Guitar with a one eye on Super Chat. JD is such a joke. Man, I must be hilarious that you're donating money to speak hate to me. Thank you, bro. I'll be buying a Dunkin' Donuts egg wrap tomorrow with your 199. I appreciate you. Can you hate me too? He doesn't hate me at all? I guess not. Uh, Israel with a $5 super chat. I finally think Santana and Ortiz get their first shot at Jurassic Express. What do you think, JD and Jesse? I think so, man. I think they're next in line. Uh, Once MJF punks promo again, LTB MJF took that. Uh, Mr. Cardenius with a 1999 Super Chat. I think a bunch of contracts are coming up in AEW. Tony is signing long-term talent who will end up helping in the long run. Yeah, Tony Khan's going to have to let some people go, bro. All those year one guys, Sonny Kiss, Janela, all those guys, whoever else is there. Got to let them go. And they're all going to go on Renee Paquette and, and, and say that AEW's racist or something. Yeah. Yeah, AEW's not diverse enough. Sonny Kiss is going to go on Renee Paquette and uh, speak about some fucking bullshit that never happened. Hey, Sinister hates me. Thank you, Sinister. I appreciate it. Somebody hates me. Yeah, but he don't, did he donate one ninety nine to you to hate you? No, he didn't. You know, yeah, All right. hate me. Right. You can't hate me for free. What kind of shit? I uh, mean, please. If you're going to hate me that badly, man, and you can't speak in the chat, I'll take a super chat. Yeah. This is what it's come down to. People hating me now and donating to tell me how much they hate me. I mean, who's the real loser here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let that one sink in for a while. Um, I'll show this guy. I'm going to pay him money and talk shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> Where are these wind and vignettes, uh, chat? Where are these wind and vignettes, bro? I looked. I couldn't find anything on Twitter. Uh, your boy Light. Uh, Mr. Cardenius, thank you for the $20, bro. Your boy Light with a $5 super jet. I feel like they are going to use Wardlow's contract against him. Maybe Wardlow will win the TNT title. MJF's contract has Wardlow giving up the title. I don't know. Is MJF going to be the new TNT champion? Nope. Michael Mirza with a $10 super chat. What's up, fellas? I hope you're good. I don't know about Babyface Jericho. He's dragged down LAX 2.0 and men of the year. He feels like a WWE character parading around in AEW. P.S. Loving Serena Deeb right now. Did he drag down Sammy Guevara too? I don't know. He didn't mention Sammy. Maybe Sammy right. got away. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm... I mean, I love Jericho, but I'm not really feeling what Jericho's doing right now. Because he doesn't need to do anything. No. He's, uh, his work is done in AEW. Um, in, 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 in front of the camera. Somebody in the chat said there are no vignettes. That guy was trolling. Okay. Just okay. Uh, the Lenny Lego show. One nine nine Super J. How much does Tony Khan pay you to worship him? Uh, he pays me one ninety nine, like you did. The Super Chat. Thank you, man. Now with your 199 and Greg Wimmer Guitars 199, now I can buy myself a large ice cold brew tomorrow. What the Wow. Thank you, man. My caffeine fix is taken care of tomorrow. Gavin Deeth with Australia Mike. Five dollar super chat. Should AW and another father and son combo of Bailey Matthews if released from NXT UK and Regal. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, who the fuck is Bailey Matthews? Does anybody watch NXT UK here? No. 
No. Uh, Koji with a $5 super chat. Hey, yo, JD, we out in Brooklyn looking for these IWC apologies. These motherfuckers owe you. And it's looking like a ghost town. Give my man his followers or his flowers for his facts. Uh, Koji, listen, man. If I had a fucking nickel for all the apologies these fucking ghouls on social media owe me, I'd have enough to buy that Rolex I want for my 40th birthday in about four weeks. Todd Twilly for the $5 Super Chat. Think Jade was winning from day one in TK's mind. Why would TK embarrass Jade by putting Jade in that tough spot she wasn't ready for? I think TK probably had Jade penciled in to win this entire thing from day one as well. She came out with her new outfit and everything. She had a win face on. And she... Art Suave Angelo with a 499 Super Chat. Riho, Sheeta, Sammy, Scorpio Sky. Nyla, we're all champions. Is that, that is that not enough diversity? I don't get people. Soho deserved to go over. Uh, listen, uh, Art, that's not enough uh, diversity, bro. That's not. I need more. I'm not fulfilled with my diverse AEW. Uh, Kevin Wetterburn with a $5 Super Chat. Shout out to JD and Jesse. Does Booker T look and act like the, that character Goldar from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Um, I could, you know, now that you mention it, I could weirdly see that. No, I don't remember the character that well. He was that big gold no. guy that stood next to uh, Lord Zed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Kevin Wetterburn. Thank you, man. Uh, Phil with a 1999 Super Chat. Jade isn't ready. Ruby had the better story. She's been chasing her first championship for 11 years. AEW knows what they're doing, giving it to an undefeated superstar because that in itself can be a dicey situation. Diversity, stupid. Yep. God. Phil, we're all about being diverse here, man. Yes. And uh, we, we did not like Jade winning the title, by the way. Kelly Yamaguchi with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Kelly. Jade Cargill better improve or else that TBS championship will be meaningless. By the way, Jesse, I already finished my shrimp tacos. Don't steal them. LOL. Shrimp tacos are disgusting. I heard you talk about that in the last stream or something. I'm like, well, shrimp taco? I don't need. I don't need seafood, man. I don't need seafood either. Keep oh, that shrimp God. away from my fucking tacos, man. God. Uh, Phil with a 999 super chat on top of his 1999 super chat. He's actually got two 999 super chats. He says, "I hope Ruby is okay because that jaded spot from the second rope looked bad. That was stiff as hell. I feel like the legacy of the TBS title will be tarnished from this match." And send Veer, send Hook. It doesn't matter. They are all going to be some of the greatest superstars in this generation of pro wrestling. Imagine them as a tag team. Unstoppable. Now, Hook would demolish Veer and be a tag team all by himself and win the tag team titles all by himself. And uh, the TBS title, uh, I'm not ready to say it will be tarnished, but uh, Jade should not have won the title. Phil, Ruby should have won the title. So the company needs more diversity. Nyla Rose was one of the first women's champions. Yes. She checks so many boxes, it's not even fucking funny. I don't understand what's wrong with people. <laughs> uh, listen, man, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, two of the first four AEW women's champions were Japanese. Like, I don't understand you people. Is that not oh, diverse enough? Nope. And Sheeta has worked her ass off to speak better English. 
I think what she meant to say was it wasn't swole enough. It's yeah, not yeah, enough yeah. swole representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not swole. Yeah, it's not swole enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Captain Solo with a five dollar super chat. Can't wait to see Tony Storm in AEW once she's eligible. Do any of the reports know how serious Sasha Banks' injury is? Uh yeah, uh, Captain, I went over that in the extra today. If you uh missed it, it's on the channel. Uh the report is that she has a sprained leg. Tell you right now, man, Sasha better get back, otherwise SmackDown is in some some, some serious shit. You know? Sasha says she's fine. Sasha says she's fine. Yep. If Sasha says she's fine, Sasha's fine. Uh Daniel Baez with a ten dollar super chat. Just got back from the Prudential Center. Nothing matches the Dynamite Live. Watching that Phoenix injury up close on the replay was insane. Plus, what could be a knee injury for Atlas on Rampage? Uh yeah, Daniel, we uh we read about that reports. On Atlas and the Phoenix injury, man, it looked fucking gruesome, even on television. But we hope that you had a great time at the Prudential Center, man. Uh, Dynamite Live, AEW Live in general is fucking great. Uh, Willie Martin with a $10 super chat. I'm sure Jesse knows, but Maria Shafir had a pretty good match with Statlander, and they let her have a squash match last night. She may have turned some heads. God, I hope not. We don't need Maria Shafir in AEW. Uh, Jeff with a five dollar super chat. AEW mentioning WWE's brilliant. They are building legitimacy of WWE's past that WWE likes to forget. It's almost like it's their strategy. Uh, they, yeah, it, it is brilliant. It's not really uh, AEW doing anything uh, to build legitimacy. Uh, it's just the fact that AEW likes to be very truthful, and the truth hurts. The truth hurts. Uh, yeah, Jesse doesn't want Marine Shafir in AEW as well. What is this shit? Who? Yo. I don't know, man. You watch Dark. Don't don't you do watch-alongs for this shit now? Did you see Marine Shafir's turn heads? Uh, I, I saw Marine Shafir. Okay, that's all I need to know. I, I don't know what... Look, tune in to my watch-along, guys. I don't know what the fuck you guys are watching. Blame me on my Dark watch-alongs when we will break down the talent as it's happening. Here, i put it back in the chat. And why it looked the way it looked and how bad it looked or how great it looked. Rena Shafir is not fit to be a pro uh, Buddy, it in the chat, she looked nothing be. like her NXT stuff, JD. Uh, she looked nothing like what I wanted to see in NXT. <laughs> so, look, the quick and simple breakdown is this. Shafir has been in training under Bloom and Triple H for years. And they couldn't get her to TV. And now she's over here and I'm looking at her for... It's not meant to be. I, I suggested putting her in a China room because, I mean, with, with her husband in the business and, you know, the, the, the friends and the clout she may have gotten, I think in a, in a silent China-type role as a manager, I think Marina Shafir will have a future in this business. But in the ring, working full matches is not for her, bro. There's no disrespect. It's just not meant to be. It's not meant for everybody. Stu Sexton becomes a member for 23 months. Wow. Stu Sexton is the next in line for that gold microphone. Thank you, Stu. You've been here for a very long time, man. I appreciate you very much. Glad to be a part of the OTS family. Keep up the hard work, JD and Jesse. One more month, and Stu is a gold microphone-wielding VIP member. Anthony with a Canadian $20 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, thank you for always keeping it classy on here and keeping it real. Jungle Boy will always be my hero for dating Anna Jay. I think uh, I think uh, Jungle Boy is Jesse's hero as well because of that. God, dude. 
who do you think will, will win the AW Tag Team titles next week? Is there a tag team title match next week? If there is, that doesn't matter. Um, Jurassic Express is not dropping the titles after. No. He says, hashtag Von Wagner promo school. Oh, boy. Skicky Buddy says, all I'm saying is remember when Jesse talked shit about Britt Baker. He, well, yeah, man. Because buddy. she was she was bad. Buddy. We're not we're and not we're not here comparing Marie Shafir and Britt Baker now, are we? I mean, look, bro. Shafir has been training for years. Britt Baker got her shit right in less than a year. All right. If you would have been getting it right under the team that Triple H put in place where he was producing talent, I mean just just shooting talent out of NXT. But Shafir and Justin Duke couldn't get to TV, bro. I, I believe in that team. And I don't believe there's talent there. Not in the ring. <clears throat> and uh, secretly from uh, me to you, Anthony, um, <clears throat> fuck Jungle Boy. Oh, man, fuck Jungle Boy. <laughs> that, that guy sucks. <laughs> we're, we're only kidding. We we love Jack Berry here. Okay. Uh, Osequay, man, thank you uh, fucking from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you for the 500 bomb. Really. You, you, you are uh, uh, truly a saint. I love you, man. Uh, Big Hodge Media even chiming in here, man, with a 999 super chat, my boy Big Hodge. We're gonna get together real soon. And we're gonna uh, do Big some Hodge. things. Uh shout out to Big Hodge, man, in the chat for the 999 super chat. Jared Ford with a five dollar super chat. Nevertheless, this was still a good dynamite. Here's hoping Phoenix and Atlas make a quick recovery. Great review. Hashtag Nolo Katano to AEW or Impact. Uh Nolo was awesome. Nolo was great, man. He's a House of Glory regular in those uh, fa- uh, those uh, six ways. Uh, but uh, I think he would fucking kill it in Impact. I really do. I personally do not think he's ready for the AEW stage yet. But Impact, he'd kill it in Impact. Uh, Brian Jaffe with a $5 Super Chat. When Jungle Boy went for the kill switch, thought that was the flashing neon sign that the cage shield turn was coming. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be... Uh, Somewhere during the match. I don't know if it was going to be particularly in that spot, but uh, it was uh, tailor-made tonight for Christian Cage Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses Smith with a $5 Super Jack question. What would broken Matt Hardy call Von Wagner? The Wagner of Von. I know that was random, but I miss broken Matt. Hope he brings it back. Matt Hardy is not bringing back broken Matt. Uh, maybe we get the broken Hardys. I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Anthony Olivares with a $10 Super Chat. Hey, yo, I just wanted to say Happy New Year's, brothers. Can I get a couple of shots of Devil's Cut? I don't know who's bartending tonight. Jesse, you bartending? What are you doing? Look, man, apparently a hashtag was started to rehire Issa, so I got to rehire Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, listen, man. Issa's, Issa's working I'll have a, I'll have a word with Issa when I meet her for drinks, man. We'll go over uh, a, a, a nice weekly schedule that we can stick to. There we go. There yeah. we go. Uh, Anthony, thank you, bro. Uh, Ulysses Smith with another $10 Super Chat. Hope you get on XM Radio soon, JD. Yeah, me too. You deserve it. You work too hard to not to. Also, Jesse, hope much success for you on your channel, bro. And Kelly is a very stunning lady, at least. I like to think so. And then he puts a heart emoji. Uh, listen, what, what, what are we, uh, What are we? The, the Bachelor here? I guess so. Who's Kelly? Am I, uh, am I fucking Tinder now? That I all of a sudden turn into a Tinder YouTube channel? Probably. You're a jack of all trades, right? I, I, I would like to think so, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Ulysses, uh, I think Kelly is actually dating somebody, bro, and she's all the way in Japan. 
I don't know how that's going to work out, bro, unless you're into long-term relationships. Bro, I have 990 subscribers right now. 10 more. Listen, go subscribe to this Geeks YouTube channel, man. You need 10 more more fucking geeks to go over there and subscribe. 10 more geeks. Come on, guys. Here we go. Let me paste it again right here. Uh, 10 more. Ulysses, thank you for the $10 super chat, man. I don't know if Kelly's listening, but Kelly, listen. Hit up my boy Ulysses. Big Hodge with another $9.99 super chat. Look at this guy. CNC critiques and connoisseurs season two. Let's fucking go. Yes, yes, we're coming. When? When? We're coming, man. The whole the whole concept's changing, bro. When? The whole concept's changing, man. I got uh I got half of this season coming up in my refrigerator right now, man. It's been waiting for Hodge. There we go. There we go. Uh, Brandon, J- thank you, Hodge, man. We'll uh, we'll get together soon, man. We got to have uh, drinks or something, man. Soon. Peanut butter whiskey. Got to be flowing. Um, Brandon James Shea with a $1 super chat. No message. I don't need it, man. Give it to Issa. Give it to Issa. Put it in the tip jar. There we go. Um, uh, Ulysses Smith becomes a new member. One wrestling fan becomes a new member. Thank you for... Being VIPs, guys. What are you drinking? Shayla with a $5 super chat. Happy New Year, JD and Jesse. Looking forward to you. Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Prayers for Ray Phoenix. 1,000. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Shayla. And thank you to everybody subscribing to Jesse. He's hit 1,000 quicker than uh, I recall anybody hitting 1,000. Took him like three fucking days. Yeah, someone sent me a DM. I think it was... Ruben, is it the Ruben or, or Salrex? Shout out to Salrex. Salrex guys have been has been helping me out with these thumbnails, and they are fucking amazing. So listen, uh, listen, man. Salrex, Salrex is my boy for uh, awesome. for a few years now, man. He's uh, he's done incredible work. Many T-shirts. Uh, he actually, uh, I guess I should say this now. Uh, there will be a JD from NY Shorts channel coming. And Salrex has made me a fucking amazing looking logo, man, for the for the Shorts channel on YouTube. You guys are going to be getting uh, clips on the Shorts channel, man. It's going to be great. You're doing TikTok, basically. Yeah, on YouTube. I, I, I refuse to have a uh, app on my phone that is owned by uh, the Chinese government, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> I hate TikTok. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Um, Shayla, thank you. Uh, Issa, thank you. When you get back from Puerto Rico, we're going to need some drinks. Uh, thank you for the four ninety nine Ace Productions four ninety nine. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of AEW wrestlers don't use any psychology or sell it. Doesn't make any sense. Shit needs to mean more than uh, this. This isn't the Indies. It's national TV. Ace, uh, I- I'm not sure uh, you watched the show tonight because uh, I want to see you go and tell uh, Adam Page and Brian Danielson that there was no in ring psychology tonight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. The- this is, this is part two of the story they've been telling. Man. Yeah. Come on. Anthony Olivares with a five dollars. Somebody asked in the chat, am I Mexican? No, I'm not Mexican. I'm Sicilian. Uh, Anthony Olivares with a five dollars super chat. Hey, yo. Just wanted to correct what I was saying. Can I get a couple shots of the devil's cut? Much love, brothers. You can have whatever the fuck you want, Anthony. Just go up and uh, order it. Jesse's pouring. It's back. She's in Puerto Rico, bro. What the? F- <sighs> Clear tone with a one eye denied super chat. It's pronounced Levesque with an S, not Levesque. I don't give a fuck how it's pronounced. I say however I want. 
I don't need a fucking English lesson in saying Triple H's name correctly. The guy's been fucking butchered and his fucking father-in-law gave him a heart attack. Yo, announce him in AEW. I would love to see him show up in AEW. Your boy, yes. I, I, I wish they would fucking fire Triple H. I, I wish I wish Nick Khan would, would release him. Man. Your boy lied with a $2 super chat. What happened, bro? You retracted your message. What happened? Cam G with a $10 super chat. Just showing love. Also, you need your own wrestling promotion. That would be awesome. OTS for life. Uh, listen, man, I don't have the money to watch. Uh, I don't have the money to uh, start up my own wrestling promotion. That's why I work with Hog. Ulysses with a $5 super chat. If AEW pulled with WWE Vince did with NXT and all the ex-employees now, haters and shills would never shut up. Yet they can't condemn this BS WWE does. I know, it's, it's just a vicious cycle on social media, bro. You know? People complain about uh, AEW, but uh, they have nothing but uh, silence and crickets, I hear, when uh, that terrible 24-7 title segment airs every week. Or we see Dolph Ziggler and fucking Damian Priest four weeks in a row. Or we see uh, Becky Lynch cut a fucking promo that I have to mute every time she's on TV. Come on. Funny you said that. I actually did mute Becky Lynch. Dude, she's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> she was so bad. She is fucking I turn, terrible. I, I just turned on the raw. I oh, or yeah, I just turned on the raw and she started coming out. I'm like oh, I hit mute and then like went to the bathroom. Uh, Tyler A with a five dollar super chat. You guys see the Okada vs Osprey match yet? No, no. I uh, am not watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Go watch the Osprey Red match though. I called it with Solomon. It was great. Minus the uh, audio mishap from Fight TV. Uh, Shakoy with a $2 super chat. Any of you going to Revolution this year? I may be going to Revolution yet. I don't uh, I don't know yet. Uh, if I do, I'm renting a Mustang and we're uh, hanging out. Me and the OTS family. Uh, Dom Tinney with a 199 super chat. Going to be an absolute dream to meet you in ACJ. I don't know about me uh, meeting me being a dream... But uh, it should be a good time, Dom. I appreciate you. Uh, Brian Jaffe with a $2 super chat. Hate for Jesse. Boo. There you go. You got your hate, bro. Listen, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jerry Ramey with a $20 super chat. Just another tribute to the IWC Tribal Chief. Cheers, lad. Thank you, Jerry. Koji becomes a new member. Thank you, man. What are you drinking? And don't tell me Cherry 7-Up. Ernie Vasquez with a 199 Super Chat. Late to the party, but Happy New Year, JD and Jesse. Thank you, Ernie. Um, Alex with a $20 Super Chat. Happy early birthday, JD. Thank you for the entertainment, brother. Thank you for being here, Alex, and thank you for your 20. Ulysses Smith with a $5 Super Chat. When these people say diversity, they ain't talking about anyone else but black people. That's my assessment, and I'm black, so go ahead and call me racist. Yes, you are correct, Ulysses, but uh, she did not specify what diversity meant, which made her look like a fool. Yes. So now we make fun of it. Now it's a running gag on the show. Representation. I don't I don't think it means black people. I just think diversity means big swole. Yeah. Just big swole. That's it. Koji with a $5 super chat. Not new to the venue. Just never drank till now. Always wish you knew the best, whether it's our interactions on Twitter or in person at hog shows. NYC up. Thank you, Koji. Hopefully I see you at the next hog show. It should be uh, uh, a snooze fest, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, and I don't mean any disrespect, but uh, 
I'm not feeling this all women show. That's just the way I feel. Uh, John Michael Channer with a 499 Super Chat. Much respect to you and Jesse. OTS for life. Just got back from the Prudential Center. Missed OTS, but going to rewind and watch. AW for life. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy the show, man. AW always delivers live. Uh, MGM Ballin with a 1999 Super Chat. What's up, JD? Driving home from the Prudential Center. You know, listen, it's great that you guys are tuning into the show, even though you went to the show. I like to see it. It was an amazing show. Tonight, crowd was nuts for Hook on Rampage. And we got a We Are Hookers chant broke out. Just popped in here for a second to show some love and have a good night. Thank you, Ballin. I appreciate that, brother. Get home safe. Uh, Edder Augustimar with a membership. Three months. Thank you for the resubscription, brother. I was surprised Jade beat Thunder Rosa. Should have been Rosa versus Ruby. I'm pulling for Jade to really step up. Jesse and I think it should have been Rosa versus Ruby as well. Uh, Willie Martin, JD versus Jesse on Dynamite. What songs would you guys choose as theme songs and who wins Chad? One for JD, two for Jesse. Uh, listen, man, I got three potential theme songs, man. Number one, practice what you preach by testament. Number two, destroy everything by hate breed. Or number three, power shifter by fear factory. And everybody's going to go number one. Idea. I never thought about it. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Buddy with a $2 super chat. Can we talk Dan Housen? He fits Impact much better. Absolutely. I don't want Dan Housen on AEW. Yeah, I went and watched the Dan Housen match and I don't want to. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I never even watched a Dan Housen match. I did because the guy is polarizing on, on some. Like, I like the gimmick, but I saw him work. Uh, he's more fun on social media. Uh, Jeremy Lewis with a five-month re-up, man. Thank you. Hangman and Brian had a good match tonight, but I like the hour draw more. Uh, I can only imagine how Luchasaurus feels right now. What a weird night. Yeah, Luchasaurus. I mean, listen, man, it's not Luchasaurus' fault. It's just the spot was unnecessary. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, it was. he didn't do anything wrong. The, 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 look, it happened, bro. This is a, this was a bad spot. It was, a, it was next. David Works with a $2 Super Jet. Who is the best booker ever? Vince McMahon. Yeah. Old Vince McMahon. Not Vince McMahon now. Please. Don't uh, mix up the two. Uh, Christian Shea with a 199 Super Chat. No message. Give it to Issa. We don't need it. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, never mind, Christian. I'll, ta- I'll take that back. You could give the 199 to Issa, but I didn't see you donate a 1999. Thank you. AW was so amazing last night. Can anyone beat Hangman Page? Yeah, MJF. And clear tone with a 199 super chat. OTS is boring. Hey. Wow, man. Hey, I say I think it's not boring. What do you think about that? Can you I, answer I, I that, don't please? Know, man. Listen, it's so boring that he donated 199 to the show, and we've been live for two and a half hours. No, I want to have a discussion about it. So he has to do another super chat to answer my question. What is boring about it? Tell me. Super Chats only. Yeah, clear term. What's boring about OTS, bro? Super Chats only. I mean, all right. I got to get out of here, but before I say anything else, happy birthday to my firstborn child. She's turning 12 years old today. Happy birthday to daddy's little girl. Happy happy birthday to Jesse's daughter. What, you getting out of here early? Her birthday's at midnight, man. Midnight Central Time. 
Let's go. Wrap it All up. right. I'm, go. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out. We got one more super chat here. Hold on. Let me Let's let me go. hit let me hit pilot. Let me get into the fucking Mustang. Ulysses Smith with five dollar super chat. Do you think? Do you guys think when Adam Cole finally turns on the Bucks and makes the Undisputed Era official, do you think they will be called Undisputed Era and get the theme? You listen. Yeah. Are you fucking yeah. new around here, bro? <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. I mean, give me a break, man. The fuck are you talking about? I don't understand you. Why would they right. get the Undisputed Era name and the Undisputed Era theme? By the way, Adam Cole's theme music now is better than the Undisputed Era theme. It is, and I love the old. Yeah. Now listen, happy birthday to Jesse's daughter. Ulysses with another $5 Super Chat. Do you guys think 33 is too late to pursue becoming a wrestler or get in the business? Yes, I do. It, it worked for DDP, but maybe not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, like I said, happy birthday to Jesse's daughter. He's going to uh, get out of here. Um, he's in the trunk of the car. Thank you. He's, uh, he's riding in style. The road is not bumpy. If everybody's wondering, it's a smooth road on the highway that I'm on right now. And... Uh, I will be back live tomorrow, Thursday afternoon. We're going to talk about these WWE releases and uh, make a lot of people look even more foolish because they think Shawn Michaels is in charge and they continue to believe that Triple H and his legacy is not being erased. So we will talk about that. I'm hearing that there are more releases to come. I have no fucking idea who they are. But according to uh, sources that are in the know, there will be more releases. Um, also, make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos, Raw, NXT, uh, Extra from today. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Thank you to all the Super Chats, man. You guys absolutely fucking murdered it tonight, man. I love you. Let's try and do the same thing on Friday. I'll be live tomorrow. Let's try to do the same thing tomorrow. Nine new members, nine new VIPs tonight, man. You guys are awesome. And, uh... We're going to continue the streak, man. Off the Strip has been on fire ever since the start of the new year. Let's continue that going into tomorrow and Friday. But, guys, I'm about to get out of here. Jesse's about to go spend time with his family. I need a couple of things from you guys before I get out of here and roll this window up. I need those guitar emojis in the chat, and I need those Mustang emojis in the chat from all my VIPs if you got them. And we got nine new VIPs tonight, man. And when that guitar solo comes on, I need that music on max, guys. I will see you all tomorrow live talking about the WWE releases and then back on Friday, SmackDown and Rampage. Until then, guys, thank you so much. And I'll see you back tomorrow live on OTS. See you guys later.